That's a cool bong if you're into bongs. That'd be a cool if bong. If you're into bongs, it's right up your alley. <laughs> the imperial scrolls of honor podcast i am josh Folan, and i am jeff burns and we are going to be bullshitting about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again uh we are back on the nintendo train today nintendo power issue two is what we'll be going through for what is a magazine episode uh you can find the issue on archive.org if you want to do the same and follow along uh, i'll drop the link in the show notes to the issue if that uh, makes life easier for you and one other like housekeeping thing, we we started or I started a subreddit for pod related discussion uh, as opposed to that discord shit. It's not real time and a little bit easier to manage uh, and it was easy to do. So I figured, why the fuck not? So it's just reddit.com uh, forward slash R forward slash ISO ISOH pod. And that will, of course, as well be in the show notes uh, going forward. So you can find that if you want to interface with me and I'm going to get jab on there because Reddit Reddit. Reddit is something that I can I think I can I can crack the nut on. <laughs> you crack the oh on well I'm actually on Reddit. I know I know that's what I'm saying. But getting you getting you actually to start reading it maybe uh, oh. is is like a little incremental step towards interaction. <laughs> yeah, you better work fast because I'm I'm actually starting like on my anti social media kick. I'm I'm starting to phase out Reddit itself. We talked so. about that, but we'll see. Yeah, and it's slowly going. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and lastly, please do rate and review the podcast. Hit stop right now and rate. And if you could leave a review on whatever platform you listen to this fucker on, and that. Will be it for housekeeping. What we're playing now, Jab? What are you playing now? Um, I actually just got Subnautica working again last night, but by the time I got it working, I was already I was like tired and sleepy. Um, so I didn't play a whole lot of video games. I did bang out. I got to stop playing this game. I banged out one last game in my mind of Civ Four. Um, <laughs> And I played on the real world map, huge with like 18 civilizations. And I played as the Romans, uh, which was nice because I knew I would start with the resource to build their unique unit, the Praetorian, which is a terribly named unit. That's bad research on Civ 4's developers. What's, what's the what's the comp st- uh, standard unit for it? The standard unit's a swordsman. So this one is this is just a legion of what they should have called okay. it. Um and they got the Mongol special unit all fucked up, too. They kind of blew it historically on that game. But um, this is basically just a swordsman with two extra strength, which amounts to a 33% bonus over the original swordsman. It's a That's... tiny bit more expensive, but you don't need to fuck. You get it early, and you don't That's need insane. siege weapons to attack cities. Swords, and... Swordsmen are such a... They and I haven't played four in a while, so I but I assume it holds true. Like it's that's that's a unit that like sticks around for a long time, you know, and doesn't antiquate uh, quickly. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. That's the swordsman good. doesn't really get obsolete until Maceman, right? Which is pretty far in the future. So like, and this is you know. The Praetorian has the same attack as a Maceman, but you get it with fucking researching ironworking. So I was in Europe, which is like pretty small, and Spanish, French, Germans, English, Greeks 
all got waxed. Oh, you did so. a Earth, you did a, uh, a Earth match on the map. Yeah, it was on the actual map, and I just wanted to see uh, what the borders would look like when the world was done, and uh, they actually end up, you know, being pretty similar to, uh, you know, the real world a little bit, except for my entire Western Europe controlled by the Roman Empire, all of Egypt down to Lake Victoria, and I had Anatolia as well, and then a massive Roman colony in what is Brazil. <laughs> yeah, so, playing on playing on the real map is fucking cool, dude. It's really cool. That's I just wanted to play it out just as honestly, just to see how the borders played out and um just to look at the map when it was done. So I was on I was on a I kick did. for a long time playing uh as Japan on a real map in six. Um and for some reason it was really compelling to me because you start with such a you know, it's just that little island stretch and there's really I mean it really only amounts to like two or three cities worth so yeah <laughs> you know, right. in in civ space so like you have to like expand and uh yes fuck up what is um traditionally thought of as the way the world map works uh and it was cool right people always think of the Japanese islands as little those there's like those are like twice as big as the uh British islands in, Japan in, is not necessarily a small I'm in talking aggregate. about in the real world. Right, in aggregate, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, people always think of it as a small kid. It's not necessarily a small nation. Yeah. Um, but there, yeah, there, it is a lot of... Uh, it's more spread out, obviously, that's why. Those right, little right. southern east islands are not really... People don't even view it as part of a... Anyhow, uh, so um, I played a little bit more of that Red Dead 2 homesteading shit. Um, up to like 93% or something. <laughs> um, but... Predominantly, what I've been playing, I bought Super Mario Maker Two on Switch. Okay. And, oh my God. <laughs> you, did you send me? Were these one of the texts that I didn't read that you sent me? Probably, yeah. Uh, okay. I, was, I was extra excited when I started, uh, but I, I am still very much excited. Uh, it, 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 holy fucking shit! It's so good, dude. There, there's, there's like, there is a cute little story mode uh, that I'm playing every now and again, mostly because it unlocks. I've learned uh things for you to build with building tools uh and there are some really cool ones uh the most notable probably being that i've seen a bunch of they have uh the mario is it super mario land or mario land from game boy they have a the flower the the, the power ball or super ball flower is one of the things you can unlock in the story mode. I haven't gotten to it yet, unfortunately. But okay. I see a lot I see it a lot in the level builds and it like it turns your your sprite into Game Boy that that Game Boy palette Mario Game Boy Mario right and then you also get they look just like they did on Game Boy the the power balls and they have the same functionality where they can pick up coins and they bounce around and shit uh, which is fucking awesome to play yeah. traditional you know you don't have that functionality in any of the um, platform Marios and and right. the the games that the level styles cover are Super Mario 1, Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario World, the SNES one, and then uh, New Super Mario Brothers U, which I don't even know what the fuck that I'm, I'm guessing that's from the Wii U. I don't even know what Not it is. Really. Uh, I don't really care for those levels, to be honest with you. I play mostly the, what interests me the most is Super Mario 1. I tend to, what I build is those, and what I like to play is those. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so you can, you can build levels for any one of those four games, uh, but they don't limit the cool thing is they don't just limit, like, if you're building a Super Mario 1 level, they don't limit the sprites and design elements to only Mario 1 things, even though okay. the whole functionality, like, they pick, they have pixelated chain chomps 
for SMB one, just as one example, you know, like they, and those were not in the original Mario. So, uh, you're not only limited to some of the, I guess what you call the more basic, um, enemies and what have you for super mario brothers and your level design so that makes it you know expands what you can do and there's just i don't even know where to begin man it's just uh, (laughs) there's just so much cool shit that people are doing like there's fucking one that's like a this a guy designed i think it was was either mario one or mario three a level that's like pac-man dude and like you literally he has vines for you to move uh okay vertically yeah, and then otherwise, you know, there's like he has like little warp doors for the uh, little tubes you can go to go to the other side of the screen in the middle on the sides, oh, okay. like, and he has the the the, the boo ghosts that uh, when you turn away from them they come at you, and when you look at them they don't are the ghosts that come after you, and right. there's little you can get these uh, power ups that allow you to fucking kill them. Uh, you know, basically stars are like the 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 uh, the big large capsules. pills, right? It's just, and then coins are obviously the fucking, the intermediary little things that you have to go around and pick up. It's just right. brilliant. It's just so fucking smart. And, you know, there's so, that's just one example. There's so much cool shit people are doing. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I downloaded it and like immediately proceeded to do like the first 25 tutorials or so. <laughs> mm. uh, and then I spent like six hours designing my first level, which was a Super Mario Brothers Bowser castle for the ages. Uh, I called it your mom. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a you know a bitch of a level, of course. And I've done a couple more. I did a, I did one a, a remastering. Like I don't have the uh, I don't know the mastery of it yet, or maybe even the creativity to just design shit from scratch. Uh, so what I've been doing a lot of is is I'll go back and find uh, a level from the game from Super Mario One that I like, and then I'll fuck with it a little bit, you know. Uh, okay. Like I did a remastering of this level two three that I called the me- uh, the meth lab, <laughs> uh, which is like an apocalyptic remastering of 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 level two three. Uh, and it, you know, and it, it, to make it even worse, there's like feedback you get on the games. People leave comments, they like it, the whatever. You can see how many times it's been played. Uh, there's like a whole fucking community of Reddit sharing and like all this shit going on of people. Getting, you know, like I had a bunch of Reddit interactions on the fucking Super Mario Maker 2 posts where people are like coming. I, you know, I would be able to trace their interaction with the, because you can post, you know, I would get like capture a video on Switch, upload it to Reddit so people can actually see the fucking video. And then they would see it, like it, and then make a comment and then go over to fucking Switch and you'd be able to tell in the comments that it's the same person based on the usernames or something or like something they say. And it's fucking, it is extremely addictive. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> to, to like get people to interact with your fucking dumbass levels, <clears throat> and then I, the last one I did, I think you'll appreciate this. Actually, I did an underwater world that I called Costner Presents Seven Two Water World, uh, okay. and the tagline is just like Kevin Costner and Water Water World, but Mario. And there's a, a really cool, um, uh, like a hidden Easter egg in it where I was able to write uh, dry land is a myth. <laughs> yeah, mm, out of, okay. of coins in this hidden area uh, that is otherwise like kind of a uh, like I said a, a pretty close rendition of seven two and Super Mario Brothers man and it just oh God, it's so good it's so fucking fun and like those the games really you always sorry go on no no go ahead those games you like anytime you can like create something 
in a video game, like it's always, I, I think the biggest thing is always like balancing. Like people always tend to make them like way too fucking well, that's hard. A, dude, that's the because thing. You get that's... excited and you just want to like put everything in there, you know? Right, for sure. But they have a built in fucking uh, hedge of that because you to upload the level, you have to beat it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, so like, that's such an easy fix. Yeah, such an easy fix. And dude, I mean, yeah, that first one, because uh, I put this whole like, you know, the Bowser cast. There's only so much uh, variance. Exactly. Yeah. There's only so much variance in the the hazards and the difficulty that you could build into a Bowser castle. You know. Right. Uh, so I had towards the end, I had this whole um, kind of platforming sequence with these the, a little t- little tiny one block platforming fucking situations uh and you know like when you're building it because you can test it real time you can just like hit the hit a button and like test the little part you're on real time and like and then flip back the building again real quick ex- yeah and like okay you know so you like do something like okay that's you know physically possible it's not that hard but it's a completely different ball game when you're running through the level even if you're you know even if you're taking your time which i yeah, yeah you got to do it contextually right exactly i'm not fucking i'm not anyway it doesn't even interest me to try to speed run levels or something like that uh but even just going at a moderate pace that is you would go through a level with things become exponentially more difficult <laughs> right yeah it took me fucking forever to beat that first level uh, uh and it was hilarious to me i was like fucking like cussing at my own level it was like <laughs> right yeah motherfucker who did this oh right what the fuck uh, right yeah, but it's, it's, it's so good dude it's so fucking good yeah, but you also don't want to make some pussy level where, like, you can beat it easily. Then what's the point? So, For like, sure. right. And especially because, yeah, dude, and, and, like, you know, you play some, like I said, like, that was that Pac Man thing was just one example. There was, like, oh, man, I even, I'm trying to, I'm drawing a blank on some of that. Like, you can save the ones you really like. You can actually download I've them. I've seen this shit before where they're like, I made a Mario game in, like, you know, Fallout 4 with mods or something, you know, like, people yeah. do all kinds of shit like that. Oh, dude, just, just, I mean, super and, creative. Yeah. And there, you know, there's, well, there's a lot of it, and I kind of hate these, but there's a lot of them. There, there's a logic uh, switch thing that you can even put into the Mario 1 levels, but it's just like, uh, I th- I want to say that it's probably, I, I believe they're from Super Mario World, but basically, uh, they're red and blue box, and when you hit, you, there's like an on-off switch for each one, and you hit, you know, you hit it, and it just oscillates it to, to like, and, and, and all these places where they're, if, if they were, all the blue ones were uh, present when you hit the switch, those go away, and the the red outlines that are all over the level. Right. Yeah, that's a Super Nintendo. Mario right. Exactly. Feature, yeah. And and yeah. those are though they do. Uh, I don't even know how to describe some of the crazy logic puzzle shit, uh, real time, fast paced logic puzzle processing levels that that incorporate those. Uh, right. and it's just a huge mechanic that, especially <clears throat> in the speed focused levels, there's a ton of that shit. And like, I look at them, and I'm like, how the f- fuck do they even like think of this shit (laughs) like because like there's so many of them where like you're trying to like hit these fucking things and like just as you're passing through they're they're basically just like if you don't hit it perfectly you're just gonna get you're gonna hit a fucking stop and you ain't gonna work right this level they only give you 20 seconds you know it's yeah there's just there's so many things people are doing and it's so fucking brilliant and so much fun uh it's i have the best 60 dollars i've ever spent maybe on a video nice (laughs) wow that's actually fucking high praise if if true wow well it's i mean it's you know it's literally limitless yes replay value uh because every day there's a million new levels uh and then on top of that how much do you want to challenge yourself building your own you know so there's like two prongs of like 
infinite replayability. Um, that is fucking awesome. Yeah. Anyhow, that's a really long-winded opening segment, but let's get into Nintendo <laughs> Power Shoot 2. That was the Blaster Master Area 1 theme uh, bringing us into the beginning of Nintendo Power Issue 2. I believe September and October 1988 this one is. Yep. Now we get that hot shit. <laughs> Castle, Castle, <laughs> Castlevania 2. Uh, yeah, dude, this is probably maybe the best cover of Nintendo Power ever. In, in it's fucking dark. Yeah. It's well, like, that's, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's its own whole topic uh, that they got kind of fucking roasted for that it was too much for children. Um, oh, you know, and yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't agree, uh, of course, but we are probably on the opposite end of the spectrum of the human beings we are referring to. <laughs> I grew up with this fucking cover in my life, and look at me. Yeah, I'm just fine. I haven't killed a single person yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. They, yeah, they went they went all in on the badass with the creative direction here, you know. So so it's a live action photo cover first of all, uh, and it's of a warrior type deal holding the severed head of Dracula at his side, and it's like by its hair. Uh, um, yeah, and it's like the 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 eyes of Dracula kind of it's kind of supernatural and red. It's very cool. There's a Fucking, there's a lot of shadow on this thing. There's a fully flesh-free human skull on the ground at his feet. Uh, some nice fog machine there stuff at the bottom. Yeah, it's uh, red and black and ominous. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fucking, it's just really fucking cool and not very, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's just not, it doesn't make you think about video games when you look at it. I don't know. <laughs> right. Especially video games from this era. Uh but it does make you think I want to own that magazine, which is more important, I suppose. It definitely <laughs> grabs your attention. For, for um, sure. And speaking of legionaries, I think this a lot of this stuff looks like it's uh, some sort of Roman legionary knockoff armor. Yeah, it, it, that, that is one odd thing I would say about it. The guy does not look like Sam, Simon Delmont, the character in the no. game, which is who you would assume they were trying to model this after. Uh, yeah, and if you were gonna use a whip, the, probably the last thing you want to do is strap a bunch of metal to your body. Yeah, well, the whip's the whip's fucking not even. He's got a sword in his hand. The whip yeah, is also it, not even feet. Is it there? It's I, I I actually I I hadn't maybe that thing on his left side is a whip, and I had I hadn't even noticed that to be totally honest. The with you. shadows are what makes it look like a whip. Yeah, I mean that that could. Either way, it's not in his hand for sure. He has a sword in his hand, no. which there are zero swords in Simon's Quest. <laughs> I there's, there's a dagger, right? Yeah, there is a dagger. Yeah. Uh, I think, actually, is there a dagger? I think it might be stakes that you're thinking of. It could be. I yeah, can't remember. I, I think there might be a Dracula thing that acts as a dagger, too. Man. The, the point is, it looks like this Roman legionary has cut off Dracula's head. <laughs> yeah, not Simon Belmont. Um, but cool nonetheless whatever the people of romania probably wouldn't care they probably wouldn't care you know as long as someone got his head cut off whatever precisely uh and they uh so yeah the, they that's the imagery uh they have there and as far as the what they're selling um 
text wise, it's this as you would assume that the the top billing is Castlevania Two, Simon's Quest. They tell you there's 14 pages of gory details, which is uh, a great pitch line, and Bionic Commando monster review plus fallout poster, and a little bit more about Super Mario Two and. Kind of just some bullshit filler stuff about powerful pointers from programmers and pros, which is, uh, you know, an effort at alliteration that they're probably very proud of. I was going to say, <laughs> quite the alliteration uh, stroke there. Yeah. Uh, alliteration copywriter masturbation is, is, is what I would call that. <laughs> hey, have you ever watched, this is a side, and I don't want to stay long because it's not Nintendo Power. Have you ever watched that uh, Netflix Castlevania series? I think I turned it on for like four seconds once, and I was like, okay. "No." Nah. Uh, the first I, season I, I, is I really good. good. It's good. Um, yeah, the first season is fantastic. The second one is not as good. I think they lost a little magic, and you know, God bless them for trying. It's nobody's fault, but like they got one voice actor in the second season that honestly fucked the whole season up. <laughs> voice actor. I think he. There's always he not, seems there's not always a, a lot of attention paid to it and, and those sorts of things. But voice I've acting actually, is crit- I've actually been thinking about trying to get into voice acting myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good a place dude, for it. it. It pays very well and it's very easy. Uh, well, now I'm listening. Yeah, I, I know a few. Uh, a friend of mine, Kathy Searle in New York. Um, she she acts on camera too, uh, and has done a, a bunch of cool shit. She's fucking incredible. She's been in a couple things of mine, but the uh, she like pays the bills with voice acting, uh, and then, you know, because the thing is, it's a very um, I don't know if incestuous might be the wrong terminology, but basically, like once you get hired by someone who needs a voiceover actor or actress that you know can do this thing that they hired you for, anytime they need that. And there's only, you know, it's like a, it's not a wide spectrum of voices, you know, because there's right. no people to it. It's just like, do you sound like the woman who can sell the thing for the store at the mall? Like, you know, it's yeah. just like it's a very, very pigeon uh, hold uh, archetype range of archetypes, you know. And if you can fulfill one of those, they will call you every time they need that. And, you know, for that reason, there's not even like a lot of it. There's no audition process. You're just like, oh, we need this character. Call Kathy and right. fucking, you know. You can work a ton if you're able to get into it. Um, yeah, I know. I was never able to. I did I, I've done probably a dozen VO auditions in my lifetime uh, in New York, and I just fucking never fucking. I think I got a pretty good VO voice, but dude, but I, I never fucking never did it. Maybe the cadence that was off. I just didn't have it uh, the right fucking whatever the skill set is to sound natural uh, without other human beings to interact with. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a good gig if you can get it. Anyhow, yeah, we'll see. <clears throat> Anyways, back to Nintendo Power. Back to Nintendo Power. I remember sitting in the library at Prospect Elementary School, staring at this cover with total awe and fascination, like thinking, sure. like that, like literally, that this is what life is about. Seeking out greatness mm-hmm. like this in the world is what I want to do with my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> at like age fucking seven, uh, or a Prospect, I guess maybe eight or nine. Uh, yeah, fucking. Just yes, I remember this issue vividly uh, while sitting in the library, like trying to this get is my a hands prospect. on it. I'm trying to remember exactly where the library was in Prospect. Oh, right across from fucking the oh, a little bit down the hall from the open room. Um, I was in the open room. Yeah, it was. Where was it? Uh, fuck. Why can't I picture this? I'm, I'm having a hard time 
I'm having a hard time picture like to, to like I. Could, oh like, no no I got it. It's down this. If you walked out the hall of open room straight down the hall yeah, to the right, it'd be on your right hand side. Right right. Yep yep yep. Uh, gotcha. Uh, yeah, now, I don't I'm, remember this one actually. I I remember uh, copying some other Nintendo powers in there, but not this one. Because uh, they they kept them in those, those like, brown kind of uh, I don't even know what you call those those fucking. All the magazines were in them. They sat on top of the bookcases to the left when you walked in the door to the left on top of these bookcases. Were yeah, they, were they almost like display cases? Kind of, yeah. And they were, but they were on top and kind of hard to get to, oddly. Uh, but yeah, you get that fucker down and get it out of there, and like you know, the kids would all go into the you know, like you would go as like an entire class. So like the kids get in there and like it's kind of just a free for all <laughs> to what you want yeah. to get your hands on. You know, it's kind of like fucking. Uh, you might have to body hung- people out of the way. Yeah, hung- it's like Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> Like who's gonna survive to get the thing they want? Right. Uh, the, these and those Asterix comics were like fucking uh, in in high demand. I always, you know, what's funny is I always remember going for uh, like the sports stuff. I wanted all Houston Oilers shit that I could get, and for some reason, I remember I can picture myself vividly in the Prospect Library, like back in the corner where this shit was, looking at this is gonna blow your mind. Al Del Greco stats. Year year. <laughs> that is pretty my book. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, I like, mean, these, I, fucking... I had a subscription to kids sports. Is either kids or children's kids sports illustrated? I think uh, that I had completely forgotten about in my life. Uh, but I, I wasn't that into. I mean, I had that, but that wasn't. Uh, I, like I don't ever remember like being into looking at uh, sports illustrated or anything like that. That young, like it, it was a little later on that. Uh, I got fixated on sports. I was still like just fucking all in on Nintendo at this time. Yeah, probably when you got fixated on sports, like I was probably like six, four years younger than you. So, like, I probably just latched onto that and perhaps got it earlier, like on your coattails. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So, this is uh, the significance of this, I'd say, or one of the major significances of it is that this is not an in house Nintendo job, this is a Konami title. And it's the first time that they went outside of the trust tree <laughs> of Nintendo for a cover, you know, yeah. and all those, obviously Nintendo Power 1 was Super Mario 2, and even on all those uh, Nintendo Fun Club News, they were all proprietary titles. So, you know, they were, and I think, I feel like there's a lot of evidence in this issue in general, and I guess, you know, there being a cover uh, with the same idea behind it makes it not a surprise, but there's a lot of that. You can see some favoritism, I guess, perhaps, uh, for um, Konami. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's Bionic Commando too uh, in there, and or no, that's Capcom. Mm-hmm. I, but yes, there's there's uh, a lot. Jackal, I believe, is the other. Yeah, there's there's uh, a lot. There's a lot of these in, in, in there. Um, so there, yeah, we already said there's a, there's a lot of accounts on the interwebs that this cover pissed a lot of parents off. Um, I'm gonna say it had to be like some blowback for this for sure yeah probably so many letters from uptight religious people power had to read so many fucking letters (laughs) so many letters uh i wonder how mad mike would have felt about us receiving this iconoclastic material in the mail (laughs) you actually have thoughts on this because i do (laughs) yeah yeah, uh i uh, I feel like he just fucking he could not have cared less yeah (laughs) ripped a bong hit and like not even fucking paid attention (laughs) Yeah, that uh, that's that. Remember that bong that had the uh, it was like the motorcycle and the skeleton right. on it. For oh, sure, Jesus, that's a cool bong. If you're into bongs, that'd be a cool. If bong. you're into bongs, it's right up your alley. <laughs> I remember, like went out of your way to like hit it once. Oh my god, what bad! Oh, yeah, they used to leave it at like the 
the water under the tape. Yeah, well, the, well, yeah, the out in the fucking in plain sight for sure. But the just like they would leave the water, the bong water, you know, like bong water is fucking like you need to change the like honestly. If I still smoked weed, I would have to change the bong water like three times a day because <laughs> like I'm such because a you're neat. not a disgusting monster. <laughs> exactly right, and and like yeah, it gets so gross, and like uh, they would leave the fucking that this filthy ass fucking bong water in there forever, and it's, I can I can like, smell kid, it. Like, sure. <laughs> yeah. You're- Smell it just like in general, but like, you know, we're kids, we're home alone, like we're getting rowdy, we're boys, no less. Like, that is almost assuredly going to get knocked over. This is a horrible, like, for somebody, <laughs> for two people who were like such sticklers about like cleanliness and like order, this is an awful idea. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, not their only yeah. off right, awful idea. Um, Anyways, we're not reading uh, Bong Water Power. Oh, we're, we're not. reading Nintendo Power. <laughs> I don't know if the scan you got had this, but the one I did did. Um, the I guess it's the inside cover, uh, or maybe just an insert, um, not the inside cover, but just the first page, uh, depending on how they scan this. But there, the scan I have has a starts with a letter, and it is it says, "Dear Nintendo Power Player," is how they kick it off, and that's a very strong uh, to medium strong opening. <laughs> <laughs> for for a letter, uh, but basically it's it's the letter say it's for the the calendar that we've talked about the inside. I got calendar. this one, yeah. Okay, yeah. So um, they tease that they you know for if you signed up if you if you were a subscriber an early subscriber did the full the full year the six issues subscribed all all the first year you got this bonus calendar uh, or insiders calendar they called it and this was the letter that came with it or kind of telling you that you got it I guess. Um, but it's, it's a very, yeah, it's a very fun letter. The, the, the closing is also solid. Uh, and I believe I've used this tagline already when I first found this on the, on the pod, but they close it with keep your scores high and your dates straight, which is <laughs> not bad. That's pretty good. Pretty good copywriting mm-hmm. at the kid, kid level. Uh, uh, so the calendar itself, how much did you look at this calendar, Jeb? <laughs> I didn't give it a whole lot of look. I, the, obviously the, uh, the the super '90s surfboarding video game kid and all the font, yeah, that struck me. But not the calendar itself, no. Well, the I guess, yeah, no, I don't think that's that's not that's. Or are you that, talking? Okay, so I'm just talking about what's calendar. on the page. Oh, no, I, I didn't I, look it up. No, no. Uh, oh, you your scan doesn't have it. It's like it's it just I, has the no, it just has the uh, the letter. That's all. Oh yeah, okay. So yeah, I have the actual calendar. It's pretty. Oh uh, okay. Pretty remarkable thing. Uh, <laughs> so it it it, yeah. I mean, as, as a kid, it likely would have been a pretty big deal to me. Basically, uh, it it tracks things like Scott Bale's birthday <clears throat> and the patent anniversary of chewing gum, uh, and you know those birthday. yeah yeah those wouldn't like the date of that and and those wouldn't have lit me up too much. Uh, but they do have. And they're not on. It's weird because it's not on the calendar. But for each month, they have a little paragraph above the. The, the dates uh, that tell you what games are projected to be coming out uh, that month. Uh, and this is a 10 month projection of that. It goes Never from mind. Se- I got, to, I got this. I'm looking at this. I'm sorry. Go on. So it goes all the way. I just didn't realize there was Scott Bale's fucking birthday. On <laughs> yeah, yeah, Scott Bale, a bunch of fucking, uh, you know, pop culture icon. Uh, if you can call Scott Bale that um, <laughs> birthdays That's are on as good as you can do for him. I suppose at this time, uh, Charles in charge. You know that's who that is, right? Uh, I actually don't. My friends get yeah. really mad at me because I never seen any TV shows. And I don't know who actors are. Dude, fucking uh, Charles in charge is a very funny show. I, 
Anyhow, so yeah, this goes from September 88 uh, when this hit to through June 89. So 10 months of projections of video games, which, uh, well, the biggest thing is that it's highlighting the fact that release dates for games like were a non-existent concept at the time. Like this, you know, it didn't give you dates. It just said it's coming out this month or it's supposed to, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, and it's way too much work with too little payoff to research it, but I bet the accuracy rate on these are atrocious. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's, yeah. Out, like, June 89, probably not even, none of them probably are right. Uh, so that would that would be a fun little variance study if uh, someone were a really bored human being or in prison or something. Uh, yeah, you'd have to be so bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so all these pop and movie stars' birthdays on here are listed in the same syntax. Uh, so it'll say, like, XYZ. XYZ's birthday, uh, except one, and I found this very odd. The, on May 10th, you have U2's Bono turns 29, making Bono the only one important enough to uh, to list the years aged for. Like they actually list his age, you know, right? And not and I just <laughs> I wouldn't fucking be surprised if Bono wrote into Nintendo like, "Hey, and can you make sure you tell everyone how old I am?" <laughs> yeah, you probably he's such a twat like that. Yeah, or even yeah, even even not write it in, they probably like. You know, just had... put his age in there. Or we're gonna get fucking sued. Yeah, like Bono. We shouldn't <laughs> even be writing the shit down. Right. Well, they probably like checked with them. They had to check. My guess is they had to check with him, or they felt they, the legal department said they should check with all these people and just make sure. And then when they checked with U2's people, uh, he had this very specific stipulation. <laughs> I, I, I would not be surprised. Whenever I get down in life, I just stand back and think, "Thank God I'm not fucking Bono." <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I, hate, I hate that music. I don't even like U2's music either. I don't no, get why it. would you like it? It's not good. A lot of people do, dude. It's not no, no. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> moving on from that we get a, a two-page spread with the tubular ad that you're you referred to pushing the nintendo brand rhetoric on the whole uh it's a pretty cool looking kid surfing while balancing a bunch of nes cart boxes in his hands and on the board uh as well as a letter you can also get a letter from the anonymous editor here not signed by howie what actually because it's from that woman gail uh whatever her name is not howie we've, we've determined but she doesn't sign either that's weird and uh so yeah, Gail Tilden is her name, and she's listed as the editor-in-chief on the masthead, so I'm assuming yeah, they're being written by her. Um, this woman, by the way, I assume you did not Google this up, but Gail held the position of VP brand management from 83 to 2007. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, before, volunta- before, yeah, before voluntarily leaving to serve on the board of directors of Girl Scouts of Western Washington, which is a <laughs> A bit of a career change, to say the least. But yeah, she's she's kind of the one that's supposedly responsible for a lot of uh, what Nintendo Power uh, was and became. Um, she she was the one kind of running the show. Um, I believe Look she was. Yeah, she was very marketing focused uh, and made a lot of the decisions that we fucking love about these magazines. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there wasn't really much in the letter. Kind of this normal fucking primering you up for things that are also in the table of contents, so whatever. But the first feature you get is Bionic Commando. Uh, I love this two-page art spread, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> it's super fucking 80s. Um, well, this this whole issue, actually, like, I can't remember the f- how many how many pages were in the first issue? Uh, both, they're like 110, I think, both of them. Okay, I, I couldn't remember, I was going to say, this one's like pretty hefty. And this one's got like a lot of very different art styles. Yeah, I mean, this dude, this like, and I can't remember if the first one did that or not, but like, 
you know, it's it, there's no consistency from piece to piece necessarily. Sure, sure, sure. And they, I mean, yeah, you would think they probably had like a team where people would do each specific one. You would think, you know, uh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. In turn, have their own artist. Uh, I mean, this is, I mean, this specific, it's Marvel Comics level illustration quality, I think, on this one. Like, it's, it's pretty hot. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, incredibly reminiscent of uh, that Batteries on Included art I had commissioned a long time ago um, for the, the doc series. Like, it's, <laughs> like, I almost want to say that the guy must have fucking Googled this <laughs> or saw it on Google uh, as part of his inspiration because it's like the guy's in like damn near the same pose. It's fucking remarkably close. Um, you might have just put somebody out there for uh, some copyright infringement. Uh, well, you know, a rend- a re-rendering of an existing illustration. I, you know, that's not. There's no. There's no actual infringement there. Nobody wants to be in court. <laughs> Nobody wants to be in court. <laughs> Don't find uh, yourself in court. <laughs> Uh, so uh, it, it's widely known the original Japanese release blatantly depicted the military outfit you were up against in this game as neo-Nazis, uh, complete with a revived Adolf Hitler as the final boss. Wow. Uh, did you know you didn't know that? No. Oh yeah, dude. It's like notoriously was it just Hitler and like and like yeah, it was like cyborg Hitler was the <laughs> was the fucking uh, right the boss. Uh, well, Nintendo- was Wolfenstein already out? Mm, that would be a no, dude, no, no. I think. Well, I think Wolfenstein was early '90s, dude. I'd, I'd have to check that. No uh, but uh, but either way, I mean, it's that's different. It's a, the PC. It's that uh, historically was always more boundary pushing, uh, you know, for a, a child focused home console. Nazi, right, Nazis are. I, I guess I was. Yeah, that's <laughs> that way. But I was thinking about it as far as like somebody had the Mecha Hitler idea first, and then oh, someone yeah. stole it. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I'd have to. I'm not sure exactly when. I, I want. I mean, there's just. Yeah, PCs weren't there yet, dude. I, like, I don't see it. Wolfenstein uh, was an early '90s thing. I'm almost positive. Uh, but yeah, Nintendo of America being huge pussies naturally stripped and localized the uh, the, the localized version of this way down and took out all because there were swastikas and shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, they took out all the imagery and uh made them change the names of them and and completely I actually them. feel that at this early in the fucking video game uh game so sure. to say no, like I mean, last thing I want to see is some pixelated fucking Nintendo swastikas if I'm <laughs> in, if I'm Howard I don't want to see this shit <laughs> yeah for sure no like, like what if we just didn't what if we just did something else it'd be so much easier just to do something else for sure, uh, yeah. I, I don't think it was a completely unreasonable choice at all. But just in general, they, we've talked. You know, we we have talked, and we will talk extensively more about uh, them taking this too far in other situations. So it's very much in their DNA to do that sort of thing to anything even remotely controversial. All right. Um, uh, May fifth, nineteen ninety two, for original Wolfenstein three D. Yeah, ninety two. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So so they sold it. <laughs> Wolfenstein, man. They made a whole series off of this shit. <laughs> Commando, nobody even knows who it is. Uh, it's, it's so interesting to think of that, like the the fact that they're I don't know, it's they've been around for so long now. You don't even think about like the first time someone thought to do something in a video game, right. like how like that even being possible. <laughs> you know, like the first one. You know, and it's not it's not it's not all that, that um, original or crazy of an idea to take. To make a, uh, a a reincarnated version of Hitler be an arch nemesis is not that right. crazy of an idea or like that creative even. But if you're the first one to think of it, you're gonna make some dough. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta be the firstest. Get there firstest with the mostest. Yep. 
first mover advantage, as my business uh, um, school would want me to call that. Yeah, uh, there's some Civil War general, I think, that said, get there firstest with the mostest. That's how you fucking win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the crux of this game is its bionic arm mechanic, which eliminates your ability to jump. Uh, it's, uh, they, they justify this by saying that the thing on your arm is too cumbersome to allow you to do so. But it basically allots a really unique mobility option set that it, it, you have to do this, like swinging across gaps and climbing via grappling hook like means to get around. And it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's, uh, I don't know, maybe it's not that small of a, of a physics change, but it, 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 it does completely change the way you play the game, of course. Uh, and just that idea alone makes this a very interesting game that, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, it hadn't been done. I mean, for, for, you know, no reason to fucking make that more complicated. <laughs> it just hadn't been right. done. And, and like, and also for that reason, the first two pages of this feature is, is spent exclusively explaining how the hell the arm works <laughs> because no one's <laughs> game like this before, you know, right. uh, which is, um, you know, it's funny how they it's a it's an example of how Nintendo used this magazine as just a a means of uh, making video games more accessible, you know, like it, it, to to the public in general, you know, and, and using mm-hmm. it as a tool to fucking get people not to view it as you know harder than it had to be or, or more complicated. Cause, you know, I'm sure it was intimidating. Like the idea of a, a game we've talked about before, a game that's never been done before. Like that's intimidating. Like I have to learn a new language basically in yeah. order to interact with this product. Like for some people, they don't have the initiative for that, you know, flat out. Uh, right. So, so a magazine to ease the friction of that uh, was probably, you know, or yeah, they just don't want to fucking spend you know however many forty dollars or whatever fifty bucks whatever it was back then like on a game where like I, I can't jump like and nobody's explaining this to me like fuck that yeah like, I'm just moving on Where's, right. get that Mar- get that give me Mario back <laughs> yeah I'll just take the one where I can jump of course that fucking right. sounds better yep, yep yep but this game actually looks pretty hot I I never played it did you have any experience with it no yeah yeah I was not hip to it at all man I mean I, I mean I recall fucking with it a time or two but it just it didn't grab me. Uh, it it kind of it feels like one of those uh, kind of like Kid Icarus instances where where everyone yeah. see like this is a game that I feel like it was very well revered, uh, but it just somehow eluded me. You know, at the time, like um, which is odd because I, I've already said a bunch of times. Uh, well, it it has a ton of overlap with Metal Gear and, and and which I love obviously and they added like a really cool platforming aspect uh with a cool gizmo which I'm big on gizmos <laughs> you know uh to boot so like there's just no reason to me why I wouldn't have liked it but I just I didn't get into it I don't know um I think it might have just Did been you ever fucking... even play it I I'm I'm sure I fucked with it a couple times but I mean I'm sure I never beat the first level even uh, or maybe even fucking got halfway through it um I think it might have just been too fucking confusing to just pick up and play, and you know, I didn't own it, and it's one of those games. I, well, I probably hadn't read this in depth <laughs> to, to uh, familiarize myself with the mechanic of the arm, and I didn't have the instruction book because I fucking didn't buy it myself, so it right. probably picked hey, it I up. I can't jump. What the fuck? Yeah, fuck this. Yeah, yeah. Give, me, give me Super Mario. <laughs> right. Actually, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I think it, was just, it, it, probably, it probably was just too steep of a learning curve for me to ever really give it a real shot. So yeah, no, I had not... Um, really fucked with it at all um so the even before like i did fire it up and i did fuck with it uh did you play it or fuck with a look no, at a walk I, I got nothing on these, no. okay so yeah i mean i i fucking 
there's like a bunch of cool going through the you know the after you get the explanation of the mechanic they they go through a, a number of the levels and some of the things that i picked up out of there there's the game has message room this is another metal gear uh overlap the, the it has message rooms that act very much like the transceiver in metal gear you go into these rooms and you, there's a big computer you walk up to it and then you can interact with some person who you know drop will drop knowledge on you to guide you through the plot points basically um and there's there's a bunch of those so that that's kind of cool and you know gives the game a narrative um maybe more so than you get in some nintendo games uh and it, the game actually gameplay wise oscillates between a side scrolling platformer uh and then a top down vertical scroller which looks again very metal gear like um and there's also a cool item selection spectrum <laughs> a screen uh, that you know, you get a bunch of different fucking again gizmos to fuck with. So yeah, a ton of really really cool functionalities in the game, and uh, I love the heading bar on the last page here, page seventeen. Uh, it's just apocalypse question mark exclamation exclamation point. Right. <laughs> and, like, and like I don't know, that's uh <clears throat> like sure a reanimated cyborg Hitler, uh, teetering on wielding some kind of doomsday device. Like that's the game's narrative. Uh, but there's no mention of that in the copy of the panel beneath the heading. It's just a very dramatic choice. Right. <laughs> just like apocalypse. Apocalypse. Uh, huh? Yeah. It's very extreme. I feel like they just needed something to put in that corner. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> what word would fit here? Apocalypse. Boom. Right. Done. Right, right. Uh, I saw that it, it was what plot. It's on the other on the other side of the page. Or I don't know how they have that arranged. But what plot could be so important, so secret, so deadly, that an army must be hired to keep it hidden from the world? And I was like, I could think of lots of things. <laughs> like, that makes the most sense. It's not a fucking spectacular question, if you ask me. Right, 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 right. Like, like pretty much, yeah. Anything with the ability to destroy the world. <laughs> I would imagine someone's working on that. Right. And there's probably an army keeping it secret. Right. right. That, is, that makes the most sense ever. For sure. Uh, so, yeah, I did fire this fucker up, and the music cues and the title, the com room, the map screen are all awesome. And it's Capcom, no surprise there, uh, but uh, worth noting. And it, it did, without a doubt, take me a minute to figure out the arm mechanic, uh, but once I did so, I was immediately enjoying myself. Uh, it seems like a good game, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I burned through all my lives fairly quickly. Uh, there's a, like a lot of nuance of getting around with that arm, of course. Uh, but I do think I would like to play more of this for sure. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it did. It's only, there was nothing about it that implied bad game whatsoever. Um, right. and I think if you really got the time, took the time to get good with that mechanic, the, the, the arm mechanic, I think it would be a fucking really good game. Uh, maybe it's on my list. Maybe it's on my list, Jam. <laughs> I guess we shall see. <laughs> we shall see. Uh, so after that, we get some more Konami action uh, with a six-page Life Force feature. And uh, yeah, like as I mentioned with the cover, like Nintendo and Konami really getting into bed together in this issue. Uh, prime coverage place, prime prime cover coverage. You get this six-page feature you get a 14-page feature of simon's quest in the magazine uh so I mean, that's 21 pages it's almost fucking that's fifth one fifth of the fucking magazine, magazine. Yeah. Going straight to konami so and there's other instances too like so we go to so just between those two games um yeah so probably some either some kickbacks there or someone over at nintendo really liked what they were doing i guess maybe both <laughs> it, i i like to think that it was nintendo finally loosening the leash that they were afraid of from atari 
and yeah. being like, okay, these guys are legit. Like right. they're doing good we work. Can back off this a little bit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Don't have to be the most cynical uh, take. Which and and who could blame anyone for being cynical? But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the strongest aspects of Life Force is no doubt the dope ass bosses, and they wisely put that front and center on this feature. I'd say yeah, yeah. They basically give you a, a two page deal of just showing them all, and they all look fucking awesome. Um, huge sprites, and they kind of have that. Uh, I feel like Fester's Quest is the example we keep using, or I keep using anyways for it, where they, when you get to the boss, it goes to this, like, uh, the background fades away, and you're just kind of in this black space fighting just you, your sprite, very small, and a huge boss sprite, uh, which is cool and dramatic and, and, and a good way to, 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 to implement these, I think. Um, what are your favorites of these bosses? Well, I, I was going to comment on how I appreciate, and it's something I, I feel like I always talk about, but I got to say it again. I appreciate the shamelessness of it. They're just like, I don't know, what would be a scary boss? A skeleton face. <laughs> and they just do it. Like, what would be another scary boss? A brain with an eye. So they just fucking throw a brain with an eye in space or a red dragon um, or fucking King Tut's sarcoph- sarcophagus. So yeah. they're, they're just whipping shit up. My favorite, I think, would have to be I think the skull, the red skull looks the coolest, but I think the golem is the, uh, well, Giga would be the red skull. Golem would be my favorite, uh, though. The brain with the eye and the blue arm of some sort. Tentacle, maybe. Those are the two I wrote down as my favorite as well. I agree. Uh, it's, there's, there's, uh, it's a psychologist could probably explain that. Yeah, a golem, the, it's the stage one boss, too. It's interesting they drop that. I guess, I guess maybe it's not bad that they drop that heat on you to start because get you locked in, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, these are they're all very cool though. If you like that final boss, the heart and soul of Zelos, like what the fuck is going on there, man? <laughs> I, I never got that far in the game, I don't think. So uh I don't know if I've ever seen that. Uh, and it looks... You played this previously on like a different issue that we were looking at, right? Yeah, yeah. This is not the first time we've seen this. Yeah. Like right. I said, Ted Ted had this, so uh I, like I said, me and you I'm sure played it co-op yeah fantastic co-op feature uh i know me and ted did um yeah it's cool game i mean as i said it's on my list it's fucking uh particular as an aerial sci-fi space shooter no less uh it's a fantastic game uh gameplay wise and yeah there's all these cool elements as well so this is a cool game a cool game they walk you through the first couple stages and drop some boss strategy on you for both those uh and that summates this feature and after that we get into our cover story the 14 pages of gory details about castlevania 2 simon's quest uh the art is fucking awesome <laughs> very good yeah fucking great art throughout this uh the poster everything it's fucking great uh, i would say except for this very first uh dracula i even you know yes it's kind of like it, it's a little what bit the fuck out of, happened there yeah it's a little out of um you know, everything else is pretty like darker and an effort towards realism. This is kind of goofy, but I still like it. Like I like the way it looks. Uh, it does not look bad to me. It's just yes, right. it's not necessarily in the same uh, tone as the rest of the. the... Their, their biggest mistake they made with this Dracula is he just looks too happy. Like he looks right, like exactly. He has a yeah. smile. Uh, that's why like, if they just it... changed his fucking mouth, it would be fine. Yeah, that's why I think it's it's uh, that's what makes it interesting. No, not for you. That's what makes it interesting to me that it's like, yeah, yeah. What's he so happy about, man? <laughs> uh, maybe he just 
fucking had a big meal of human blood and he's happy. I don't know. Well, it's like the opening thing, too. It's like, you know, ooh, fresh meat. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. But yeah, on the right side of it is um, the, well, it's I, it's fair to call it iconic uh, art of right, Simon's yeah, this, Quest 2. This is their key art. That's what's on the cover. Right. Uh, key art. There's the term. Yeah, it's and it is. Yeah, it's fucking great. Um, looks nothing like the cover of this magazine, but it uh, it is great. Um, Dracula on the balcony in the background there in the castle, like fucking really well done. Right, bats up in the top right corner. Lightning, of course, of course the the picture, the hypothetical picture being taken here. There's some lightning right. strike right at that moment. Very unlikely, but nonetheless dramatic. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So the opening blurb on the on the third page of this sets the table and qualifies uh one of the biggest criticisms of this game uh and that criticism is well the, the blurb is the local folk may help you with clues but all quake in fear of the wrath of dracula so beware of false advice and like one of the big things about this fucking game is that people bitch about that you get misled by npcs and i think I, i've said this before we talked about it yeah, we talked about it like that is fuck. i don't even need this in order to feel like that's justified, because what the fuck? <laughs> that's how life yeah. works. Uh, but yeah, they like that is a very good um, further uh, justification of it. That like these NPCs, these people are like, you know, they are aware of the supernatural presence. They have, and like you know, not even by their own fault, people are inherently stupid back the uh, back this far because they just. You know, you, all you know is the little tiny town you grew up in, and religion kind of dominates and 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 dominates the the, the way people think about the world. You know, uh, and any sort of supernatural anything is just like unexplainable, and like they have more power than me, so I need to just fucking mind my p's and q's. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, so yeah, so fuck you, you whiny bitches that don't like this game and use that gripe as one of your justifications for it. Um, yeah, that's a completely logical reasoning, I think. Yeah, I mean, these like it, it, it almost like it's it's a pain in the ass, yes, but like in a way, it does create, you know, it's a it's it's a bit of a role playing game, sure. and it helps color the world, you know. Like you might talk to people in the village who, like, yeah, they'd take your help if you can do something, but in the meantime. I got to make sure Dracula doesn't eat my fucking family. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, like, and, like go find why, the shit in the forest. Why, I don't yeah, care, the dude. Fuck, like, yeah, you tell me you're here to beat Dracula. Like, who the fuck like, are go you? Go do it. Dude? I don't know. Yeah, who the fuck are you? Like, I don't know who the fuck. I don't know you, motherfucker. <laughs> right. And, like, off the record, sure, that sounds great. But on the record, like, I don't want to die today. So, fuck off, please. Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they, they back to the piece, they, they, they kick you off here with a really nice inventory breakdown uh, at the jump. I was going to say, these, these chains are the, are the yeah. whips or whatever you want right, to call them. Yeah, and they give you each, each of the five options you get in the game, and they look badass, uh, and I love it. Um, a, a magically burning Morningstar whip. What an awesome weapon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how much better does it get than that? It doesn't. Right. Yeah, I don't think I ever knew that it was... A morning star too. Like that, obviously, it's such a cool. A morning star whip is such a cool, even without the flames. <laughs> right, such a, such a cool thing. I uh, was always aware that it was a morning star, but I even as a child always was not thrilled about uh, the difference between a morning star and a whip and how they operated the same in the game. I was being a little uh, technical dick even back then. 
Yeah, well, you know, it's, I mean, I don't know enough about medieval weaponry to, to say whether what's commonplace or not. Uh, yeah, I mean, when I think of a Morningstar, I think more of a Mace Morningstar type deal. And you know what's funny? Ted actually had, I don't know if he still has it or not. He probably does. He doesn't throw anything away. Uh, <laughs> he had, I remember fucking at his, that apartment he had, I would go over in his closet. He had two really cool weapons that were fucking awesome. One, he had a Rambo knife that had like the fucking, the, the handle was hollowed out. And there was a survival kit in there, which I just thought, yeah. I, I can't even begin to explain how fucking cool I thought that was. <laughs> I used to have one as a kid. Imagine having your very own. A uh, survival kit or a knife with a survival kit? A knife with a survival kit, compass, twine. Yes. Holy shit, I don't remember that. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was in Vermilion. I, I was a, it was a weekend thing there. <laughs> it was a weekend, weekend toy. Uh, it was a weekend toy. <laughs> this killing knife. This killing weapon. Yeah. But off, yeah. It had like the you know it had the the two saw rings, uh, and matches and shit. Yeah, matches had the two saw rings uh, that were kind of like the end of the handle where it screwed on. The two saw rings would sit on because they were the width of the handle, so they couldn't go into the handle. But yeah, matches in there. Yeah, the compass is on the end. Uh, the saw blade thing that kind of wound up uh they would hook to, to the two rings was in there um i can't remember what else probably some other cool shit but yeah super cool fucking thing but to- more topically he also had a morning star dude like wooden handle a metal chain that i would say is maybe i don't know fucking foot and a half may yeah maybe i mean i would say even sh- maybe shorter maybe a foot uh with yes a fucking iron cast this it was like full weight dude Iron cast fucking Morningstar head on it that's maybe the size of a baseball. Uh, and, like, I can't believe I didn't, like, put a hole in his wall or my own head just <laughs> right. as a little kid. Like, I, I, I would hope that like, – I don't remember viscerally, like, ever swinging it around like you really would. Uh, but I can't, if I didn't, I can't believe I didn't. <laughs> and I can't right. believe I didn't do it and then fucking absolutely destroy something because, yeah, it's fucking – so heavy and such a devastating weapon. <laughs> yeah, like what a fucking frightening thing. I've I've seen things like that before, and like of course I just have like an interest in weapons and history and whatnot. But like you see things like that sometimes you're like, oh my god, that would kill the fuck out of someone. Yeah, dude. Like, like I, I every now and then, like listen to those history podcasts and shit. Out sometimes that just like really yes, think about how awful medieval right. combat must have been. Like just step back and think about it for a second, and it's just like the worst thing you can imagine, really. Yeah, like I just, yeah, I just can't conceive how human beings partook. I really can't. They just fucking get a few thousand of them into a field and pull each other's guts out, man. Humans are weird critters. Yeah, <laughs> fucking crazy decision making. <laughs> like, what's what's that important? I don't know. What's that important? <laughs> yeah, like, what are you telling fucking, me? Is this and most of those people dying on that battlefield honestly probably had no fucking clue why they were there at yeah, all. Yeah, well, that without a doubt, no claim to the thing that they were, you know, even like today. They were going like, to get shit. Yeah, the best they were going to get out of this was like a pair of boots into like probably rape a woman or something. So this is an <laughs> awful deal. Right, yeah. It's uh, not even, I mean, it's fucking, it's no different today, even though we obviously not the same uh, type of combat, but. It's, the, the the payoff for the human being at with their life at risk is the exact same. Yeah, uh, down the ground is not ideal. Yeah, Anyways, uh, yeah, the, uh, there's a great fucking uh, not the most popular human being right now, but uh, there's a great Louis C.K. bit where he talks about fucking giving up his uh, his first class seat to a soldier getting on, and how like he's like sitting there like I don't you know fucking he doesn't want to do it basically. Right. <laughs> uh, even though it would be the nice thing to do, and he's like he's talking to like explaining the mindset of the kid. 
going to battle somewhere and he's like you know he thinks he's fighting for his country <laughs> like, right. he has, like he has no clue what he's actually fighting for he's completely right. misled and uh does not understand the, the actual uh the system but yeah, he's a weirdo, but he's definitely got some good insights on oh, people I, in the world. I don't, I don't, I don't, whatever, jerked off, like shouldn't have done that, but right. he talked about it all the time. It shouldn't be a surprise. He talked about jerking off all the time. And it's got yeah, that was the big thing with him is like everybody looked back and they're like, oh, that wasn't a joke. That was a cry for help. Yeah, well, yeah, he's got a, he, the movie that he had to shelve when it happened had like a fuck. The opening scene is some kid jerking off in public or something. Uh, God, no joke. Man. Insane is that? Like, and they had, he had to shelve the movie because of that. All these people, you know, all the fucking work that goes into a what movie. What the that's, fuck? Like, what was he? That's a nightmare. Uh, I understand creativity comes from like you know, like suffering and like expression. But like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude! Like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, he certainly. I'm sure when he put that in there, he didn't uh, think things were gonna go the way they did. Yeah, but he knew uh, things were the way they were, though. I mean, sure, they were but already been that there. way for a while. That he did that long ago. He probably assumed that was that was under the rug by now. <laughs> yeah, he assumed wrong, I guess. For, yeah, well, obviously. Uh, well, it's I mean that you know that's part of the whole thing that people learning that nothing is under the rug anymore. Uh, yeah, actually, he's not the only one that's had that happen to him. Yeah. Anyways, uh, back to not fucking jerking off in public in front of yeah, other why are we doing this? <laughs> back, back, to Ke- back to Simon's Quest. <laughs> and, and I'm the one that told you, I was like, hey, man, I got some plans today. I got I to keep this moving. And I'm over here talking about people jacking off in public. <laughs> I'll write that down as one of our topics uh, that we discuss in this. Uh, they, so um, they also profile the day-night mechanic of this game, which is fucking awesome. And so progressive for an 88 release. Uh, you know, they uh, the idea that, like, you have a clock and, like, things become different when it becomes night. And these monsters that are creatures of the night inherently become more powerful and difficult for you to deal with uh, is just such a cool idea. Uh, and undone at the time, you know. Very, very cool. Yeah, it would become like a... a like if you're like playing fallout now today and it's like oh you got to go to this place at night or this place first thing in the morning like you don't even think about it now but like again like we've talked about before there's a first time for everything and like this is you know one of the first attempts that i can think of at doing something like that so for sure and like yeah i mean on the nintendo (laughs) the nintendo clock like or computer rather uh processing power like the idea of a of a uh, that processing power being devoted to that one little tactic in the background or one little mechanic rather in the background at all times is you know a ballsy ch- design choice even <laughs> you right. know like it's good it surely compromise something at some point they would have like yeah they could exactly they could have used that processing power it's they at some point they were like fuck we need more processing power god damn this clock yeah for sure for sure <laughs> Uh, they also in the same in this in this section here they reiterate the deception mechanic calling calling the things calling people you talk to pranksters. <laughs> <laughs> good, good fun terminology, but another reiteration of the reason that people should not have a problem with that. Uh, and there's great map layouts in this, both the mansions and the connective tissue areas between them and the towns. Like it's a really you know 
just well done piece, I think, because it is kind of a complicated game. You know, there's different, there's different, like even when you're out in the oh, the overworld per se, like there's different, you, you can go different routes. Like there's towns where you can, or, or parts where you can go down below ground and it takes you somewhere different and kind of like skips over maybe something you have to deal with on the upper level or vice versa. So it's like, it's not even a perfectly matched up um thing you know you know what i mean like there's that like the some parts are longer yeah it's it's just uh they do a good job of making sense of this uh which is 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 not the easiest thing to do i don't think um for one of these pieces it's very cool very well done that got me to thinking like if we're playing these games for the for the game episodes like say for instance we did happen to choose simon's quest could we use the nintendo power uh i don't i don't see why we couldn't Right. I feel like, I feel like we sh- like we should. Yeah, for sure. Like I shouldn't you shouldn't be able like we shouldn't we should challenge ourselves to not necessarily like google like, you know, should I buy the white crystal? But like if we can but, find yeah, white crystal instruction book, shit, I mean, yeah, the instruction book it's 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 a tool that was a, a commonly available to the play experience at the time. We're trying to replicate the play experience of uh in essence ourselves at this time, you know. So right. I see I see no reason why we shouldn't be able to use Nintendo Power. Just wanted to be clear on it. With an, with an our with our little with our own little uh, internal narrative here, <laughs> I didn't want people thinking that we were some mark ass bitches that can't play this. Or <laughs> yes, uh, sure, for sure, Jeff. Just I, wanted to clear it. I have no problems with you wanting clarification on that. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, so they take you with the the piece here. They take you through the first Archfiend battle uh, with the Grim Reaper, uh, and the the battle breakdown is accompanied by artwork that I think perfectly toes the line between cool and kid friendly uh mm-hmm. that the, the what is it page 24 fuck i'm gonna expand this to page 33 yeah i can't see uh page 33 with the bram's mansion is the 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 heading yeah down. yeah like that that grim reaper artist like it's not like real you know it's it's not uh not that you could do any grim reaper realistically <laughs> but right yeah. <laughs> uh but it is also like an effort to make it a little cartoonish, you know, or, or toe in the line between the two, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, right. It's definitely, it would be, this is still scary to a child, but it's not like over the top. Right. Uh, and just, I mean, even me as an adult, looks looks cool, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And there is a great fold out poster of Simon looking on a Dracula's castle uh, with an even cooler illustrated map of the entire Transylvanian story world on the backside of the poster. That is fucking great, man. And like, I bet even, and maybe they did this in tandem after the fact, but I bet at the design level of the game over at Konami, they didn't, they hadn't even done a map like this just to map it out in their heads, you know? Like I bet this this was either done for the piece or by Nintendo or like I said in conjunction with Konami or just done by Nintendo as some cool right. artwork uh, based on like their understanding of playing the game and in either case uh, very fucking cool that like you know this would be basically this would be in the instruction booklet if Konami had used it or came up with it before making the game. You know what I mean? Right. I guess that that's yeah. logic here. And uh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, then why wouldn't it be part of the lore and the world that they had already built? Right. Right. Uh, and like I said, it's, I mean, I already said it's complicated. The fucking 
layout of the piece with the, 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 the screenshots, like turning that into a map like this to, yes, further immerse you as the kid reading this thing into the world, like fucking so well done and so mm-hmm. good. Ah, so commendable. So finally, Nintendo got off this fucking, uh, you know, third party shit and let these people, you know, flex a little bit, you know, good for them. That is the Google 13 title screen theme, bringing us into the second section, which is starts off with the another Super Mario Brothers 2 piece. Uh, so it's back to the land of proprietary Nintendo <laughs> hmm. uh, with nine pages of SMB2 here. Uh, so there's some, some cool art to kick this fucker off. I like the art here for sure. Very different style is what I was talking about. Like, yeah, the, these Mario Brothers have like much bushier mustaches, and yeah. it, it's 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 it looks to me like the uh, you know that remember that track and field piece? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From the first uh, from Nintendo Power One, it looks very much like it. That same artist, I would guess. Um, but they also yeah, probably like that big like picture of like the whole track and everyone's right. doing the different events and shit. Right. And like I would bet that regarding the differentiation from other art in this particular issue, like I'm sure they were much closer to the vest about the artwork for Mario. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, they probably right. were very specific about who was doing this. Yeah, uh, like, if we're going to put a cut-off Dracula head on the front page, we're calling the shots for the Nintendo piece. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, um, so, yeah, so, the, so you get that art, and then there's an opening that breaks down each character's strengths and weaknesses um, of the four that you can choose from, and it tells you where the first warp zone in the game is. Uh, that was significant. Uh, it's funny, like, I, I know every warp zone in Super Mario 1. I, I know where all the whistles are in 3. I don't know where all the warp zones are in 2, as far as just right. familiarity with the game, you know? I actually wouldn't really know any level from 2 that well at all, but, like, I it's would also say that game. I love 2. <laughs> it's a great game. It is, yeah. It's a very fun game. We've already yeah, we talked about that in the last issue. Uh, they do so. They do a, a deep dive on three one, three two, and three three here. Um, and it's yeah. Other than that, despite nine pages worth, not a ton you can say uh, about it really. Um, I don't know this level by heart, and I would like to probably play it with this next to me. <laughs> I right. I I'm just seeing this like. When I was looking at it, it just reminded me of like playing Mario Two and being at all these places and like how fucking fun this game is. But for some reason, I never really like stuck with it and actually played it. Because it's hard, dude. That's why. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't manageable though. Like, not, yeah, no, not on, not like bullshit Nintendo hard, but difficult. Like very mm-hmm. difficult. You know. Um, yeah. I, I do remember, despite the difficulty, because there were some games that were so difficult, either bullshit Nintendo hard or just regular hard, that, like, I couldn't advance. But, like, I definitely did not just play, like, the first level in this game. Like, I I no, no, went as far as I could. And I don't know where that was, but I definitely played it. Yeah, and it's not, not that hard. But, you know, like I said, never got anywhere near the end, I don't think. Uh, so we come out of that to a Renegade, uh, a Taito Renegade piece just for the four page thing uh 
the information uh, is sparse, just like the game <laughs> in this piece. Uh, it lightly touches on the first three levels. Uh, I did not know there there was a motorcycle driving mechanic in this game, though, uh, having never made it past that bullshit subway first level. Um, right. And that's kind of cool, I suppose, that there's a different type of gameplay in it. You know, did you know. play the uh, the motorcycle shit? No, I just said it. I've never in my life even kind of got close past that first stage. Uh, oh, right, yeah, you actually did literally just say yeah. that. And it's just not fun enough of a game to really stick with uh, and and beat my head against the wall to get further. But um, super fun that they tried, I guess. <laughs> oh, this is the one that had the ad with uh, yeah. This is the game that's obsessed with the uh, the dangerous uh, New York City subway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah setting yeah. right. I remember now. The, the Warriors. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So we we move out of that into an RC Pro-Am piece, six pages of that. Uh, the artwork in this is fucking really weird, dude. It's like very, I don't know, epileptic. <laughs> it looks like the back of a cereal box. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can see that comp, sure. <laughs> it's weird, like, and it's not, but it's not like in a good way, though. It's not fantastic art. I don't like it. No, I don't, yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, it's weird. It's just like. I don't know how to just, it's like, it kind of just makes me uh, unsettled. <laughs> it's a little too much. Like, I, 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 they're like going for this, like, stylish, like, like a, thing. A, yeah, like an intentionally messy uh, yeah. feel, you know? Yeah. I don't but know. it's like a little too messy. They should have cleaned up the lines a little bit. I'm an art critic now, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. As we sit here dissecting the fucking, right, I fucking... artistic merit. Uh, yeah. Well, I could mention my silver key that I won for my self-portrait, which is the like ninth <laughs> time that I've mentioned this. Yeah, right? good as your justification for this criticism. So I do have some authority here. Fuck <laughs> you, uh, the Scholastic Art Fair says so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they are doing a, a contest giveaway of some RC dune buggy uh, called a Thundershot QD that would have yeah. uh, likely been fucking awesome to score as a kid <laughs> i meant to look that up i forgot to did you happen uh, to look it up i didn't like google the thing they, they the the contest is explained further later on in their their monthly contest section that we'll yeah, maybe to. that's where i saw because you can actually see the car itself right like they show you a picture of it well there's a you can see it here too i mean it's small but there is a picture is up there yeah yep a little little circle what next to the Oh, Jesus, yeah. It actually looks like the messy artwork. That's why I looked over it. So, <laughs> no, you can see a much better picture of it later, and I meant to look it up in real life, but I forgot. Yeah, no, the, one of the contests is bigger, for sure. <clears throat> They're giving away five of them, I want to say, if I recall correctly. Uh, Man, which, that made five kids happy as shit. Can you imagine? Just, oh, my God, the shit showing up free in the mail. God, <sighs> uh, they explain what all the weird-looking shit you pick up is. Uh by way of a hypothetical il- <laughs> hypothetical illustration of the busiest RC Pro-Am track ever. <laughs> with, yeah. the, with like all the things on it. Uh, which, yeah, it's just another, I don't know. It's a, I don't know. It's not this, even with the crazy illustrations, it still conveys the point. Uh, but it is, it is just like a very, you know, like it looks like, yeah, like the worst fucking RC Pro-Am track ever. <laughs> this is what you would have on fucking RC, um, pro-am level maker Maker, yeah people were making it yeah this would be this fucking apocalyptic for sure just one big oil slick and fucking bombs go have fun yep uh the individual track tips are very general and borderline useless and the rest of the piece that goes through all these you know like the first i guess seven tracks uh yeah 
Um, so Dude, I, there's, there's only they've squeezed everything. I have to imagine we're not going to see RC Pro Am anymore. Not in a a feature you can't imagine. No, I'm God, sure. No, I hope not because I'm done. I don't want to see this anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's a great game. I love the game, but yeah, there's I don't know what else we could talk about with it uh, as far as coverage. Right, it's a goddamn racing game. Yeah, and they come out of that and get into a rather lame classified information section uh, with Kid Nicky, all the kid games basically. Kid Nicky, Kid Icarus, <laughs> uh, and Renegade. There's another one too. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing in here very interesting to me. Maybe just because the games are not interesting to me. Like I said, I did. We we when we originally talked about Kid Nicky some time ago. It's not a bad game. I, I don't. Not it's not good enough to fucking <clears throat> sect the. Secret strategy to defeat the Stone Buddha. I don't care. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't even want to fuck with the Stone Buddha. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks, idiot. Uh, <laughs> Howard Nestor comic. It fucking sucks. Um, it's not good. I, this comic was so bad. I, there, dude, Retronauts, I, I think it's the, just the last one, did a whole episode on Howard and Nestor, the comic. And, okay. Yeah, they like really, like, you know, those guys are always just fucking, they, just uh, so much, so much analysis over over analysis. Uh, yeah, they spent a whole episode on this talking about like the psychology between these two and how they, they did make. I mean, it is it was a very as all their points are astute observation in that like Nestor was like the know it all kid and Howard was always the like adult that puts him in his place uh, and gives you the real info that you need. Right. Because, uh, you know, it's it's always putting Nestor in a situation that, you know, is related to some sort of game issue or gameplay thing that a kid might be going through that reads Nintendo Power. And, like, as a kid, you're like, you know, yeah, Nestor, fucking you. Like, you would have been on Nestor's team, but you read it as an adult. Yeah. Like, this kid's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. A little, he, this, Nestor is definitely manipulating his friends and using Nintendo and video games as, like, social currency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he is being a little bit of a, but I read this and I actually, you know, I, I could not decide who I liked less, either Nestor <laughs> or Howard. Because Nestor is being a little, you know, he's manipulative, like he's being a little punk, but like Howard's, you know, a narc ass bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's a narc ass bitch, yeah. Yeah, very, very unlikable. Everyone involved. You got to have, you need a better protagonist. Uh, so yeah, fuck those. Not a, not a fan. Um, <laughs> after that is Counselor's Corner. Uh, and we get two tips for the first quest, two for the second of Legend of Zelda to start here. And that last one about the raft being located off the Triforce room in level four is a brutal game design choice. Yeah, what the fuck, <laughs> yeah, man? No kid would ever not grab the Triforce and immediately bounce out of the dungeon after beating the boss. Like, right, yeah. just get the fuck out. Yeah just crazy design uh which i guess is a perfect testament to why i never got anywhere in the second quest as a kid <laughs> like, yeah that, that's like that's like hard for the sake of being hard like that's asshole hard then some that is that is what nintendo hard what this phrase means that right, right. there it really just is yeah ever getting that without instruction like to have to it. get your brain to the point like you i mean you could even try to do it You'd go fucking crazy if you did it now. Like, imagine a video game that you play, but every room that you go... Like, imagine you're playing, like, I don't even know what a good example... Like, Fallout 4. I don't know. It's in my mind for some reason. Like, every room that you go in could have the most important shit ever in it. Right, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. and you can't turn that off. You have to scour every room because yep. you might miss, like, 
yep. the, the raft. That's fucking crazy, dude. No, yeah, the only way to play Zelda Quest 2 or Zelda Second Quest is to bomb everything. <laughs> Literally every single thing, uh, which is just an exhausting... Uh, even with the two bomb, bomb power ups to sixteen, it's still just an exhausting, not uh, even fun way to play a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's Zelda. They they, they do uh, they have they do a piece on the Super Mario One warp zones. Um, all three of them in the game they highlight here. So if you hadn't got that uh, info sorted out in your life yet, uh, this would have been nice to see for sure to give you some replay value on Mario One. Uh, and then we get Metroid shit tips on Ridley and Craid, which I re- wish I'd have read this before I did my playthrough. Although, like, like I said, those were those I, they, I didn't find either one of them too hard, but it still would have been nice to have like the proper way to approach them. Yeah, I was gonna say, did they give you any difficulty or? No, like, I yeah, I remember. I feel like I kind of glitched my way through the porcupine looking one. Uh, Ridley, I guess that is. Or no, I think that's Craid. I think they have them ordered. Like they say, how do I defeat the mini bosses, Ridley and Craid, and then they order them in the opposite order here. I'm As pretty Kraid sure. And Ridley. Yeah, I think it's Craid is the porcupine one, and Ridley okay. is the kind of one with the tail. But maybe I'm wrong. Uh, in any event, yeah, I didn't find them that difficult. Uh, nearly as hard as fucking Mother Brain for sure. Uh, and then you get a, you get, they do a, there's a Kid Icarus one uh, that explains how to get that completely insane and nonsensical credit card <laughs> item that's in can't the game. I can't believe that's even an item in the game. Yeah, I can't believe that either. I, 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 did, I don't think I knew until I read th- this issue and it, it, I saw like, where do I find a credit card? I was like, why the fuck is that an item? Like, yeah. why? It's so weird. Such a weird choice, yeah. It could be any, it could be like a, a bag of money or like the gold coin Something, yeah, something that's more in the in the story world. For like, where do I find the fucking Bitcoin? Like, I don't yeah. know. It's like, uh, you get gold like everyone else. Yeah. Uh, uh, after that, uh, we get into the now playing section. And uh, the first thing you get is uh, a six-page thing on Google 13. And the art and storyline are incredibly mature for this game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which I guess maybe is part of the theme with this issue. Um, so maybe it's not out of place necessarily, but the dude wields an M16 and that was a gun when I was a kid. I feel like it was everywhere and it just, I don't know. It was, I feel like it was fucking everywhere. Uh, and also, Joe, do you remember the toy line army gear? Oh, anything the, the name rings a bell. It was Gloob did it. And it was such a cool toy line. It basically was full-size replicas of various army accessories and weapons and stuff that transformed into little play sets. But they were okay. fully functional in their full-size form. Like, I had, a, I had the canteen, which had a fully functioning water reservoir, and you could loop it on You could fucking put it on your belt. Um, and you could fill it up, drink water out of it, just like a fucking you would be able to do a canteen. And then it also transformed into an aircraft carrier. <laughs> like, <Whoa. laughs> fucking awesome. Awesome, awesome <laughs> functionality. You know, there was a grenade. There was a, a 9 millimeter hand pistol. There was a fucking M16 rifle. Uh, some other shit. Um, I'll drop the, the the link to the show no, uh, to to kind of an an ad I found showing all the different things in the show notes. Uh, but that's that's what I th- that's probably the most prominent of all the toys. But I feel like just M16 was like the that was the weapon. Uh, and I don't know enough about fucking army weaponry, but I mean, was it even the weapon of a common infantry soldier at the time or something? I feel like it's a little bit elevated. <laughs> well, the um, 
there, there's a lot going on with this Google 13 thing. Uh, to answer your question, yes, the M16 was in, uh, it was the standard infantry rifle uh, in service since, I think, right before the Vietnam War, I think. So that was definitely a thing. Is that, probably that's what Full Metal Jacket, I believe. Is that what, what's his name? Brain they are, with? yeah, they're, they're, M16 is the, the gun in Full Metal Jacket, yes. Okay. Like, yeah, and he shoot. well, hold on. No, because I, I think when he's when he's in the spoiler alert for everybody, actually spoiler alert, if you have not watched Full Metal Jacket, <laughs> yeah, when he stop blows his brains right out now. in the head. <laughs> yeah. When he blows his brains off, he's talking about seven six two uh full metal jacket. Seven six two is actually an AK forty seven round. Um but what's interesting about this is yeah, the art, for instance, this this M sixteen it has things that are on an actual M16 or AR15, like the safety switch is in the right spot and in the right position to fire. Uh, his bolt release is there. I did not expect to see that detail. The front sight looks like an M16 front sight. Uh, what, the, what the scope is mounted to doesn't make a lot of sense, but what's crazy is this guy's Russian. He's KGB. <laughs> And he shouldn't be using an M16, which is an American or NATO weapon. Well, maybe that's just his, maybe that's his, that's his whole that's what that's what separates him. You know, he's like it's marketing. He's marketing himself as as a unique soldier to his organization. Well, <laughs> that's all well and good, but he's also a sniper for the KGB. And if you were a sniper, you don't want to use an M16. Yeah, I wouldn't think that'd be. So this is all over the board. rifle, right? Uh, yeah. Explain to me what the fuck is the difference between M16 and AR15. What is the difference? M16, I should say, the AR15 is the civilian version of the M16. It won't be built to the same standards. Not um, fully automatic. Is that basically the difference? It will. It well, I wouldn't say it's basically difference, but it is also not automatic. Correct. Okay. Copy that. Um, yeah, this game looks fucking nuts, man. It has, uh, we briefly touched on it before because I had just heard something about this game when we saw a preview for it, uh, or maybe it was just an ad even in one of those Nintendo Fun Club news. But this game has a ton of game modes. There's like a side-scrolling action ver- uh, aspect. There's a first-person shooting aspect. There's an aerial shooter uh, gameplay type. There's a puzzle-solving clue aspect of it there's a first person maze sections like yeah. look it's fucking all over the place like it's like reminds me a little bit of bayou billy in that and bayou billy mm-hmm. has i think three different versions like a flying version a jeep for a driving a jeep version and then the side scrolling fucking uh action shit but that's only three uh this one way more twice as many as that uh which right is, it's just fucking all over the place um so I fired it up, and well, one I like the title screen track, which is why we used it to come into the section. And actually, all the music for this game is really good. Pretty good, yeah. It it's just a weird fucking game, man. I, like I mean, uh, I couldn't decide whether I liked it or not. Like there's so much, like not like the kind of the criticism that like if you have this many things, it's going to be jack of all trades, master of none kind of feel, and that you know none of them are really well enough developed to be great. Uh, and the you know the side scrolling thing you it is very uh, relatively clunky. Uh, you can't even avoid some of the bullets. I felt maybe I didn't have a whole handle on the mechan- on the on the controls, but I felt like I couldn't even avoid necessarily all the shit being shot at me and stuff. Uh, but playing through the first level, like you start with the side scrolling shit, and you have to go into these. Uh, like it seems like the the purpose of it is you have to go into these subway stations and try to meet 
uh, some people to give you some shit to, to advance. Uh, but you would be going along on the street, and then all of a sudden, a gun would extend uh, almost in like a POV way out from the like the the fourth wall. Uh, oh, like okay. It like would like from ex- your living room. Correct. It would extend out, and then it would transform into a first-person shooter mode. But then, but you controlling the gun of the of the FPS. So it didn't. Yeah, like I like if I don't know, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I thought you were gonna say something like the gun extended out and like shot at your right. sprite, and that would make total sense. But right. that's not what happens. It, it would also be kind of a cool thing, like to think that like the enemies are even like right, right. in front of. Me. Well, that is yeah, the idea. Like... They're, sn- they're snipers, and like they could be anywhere, and all of a sudden, yeah, no, that like the the idea. Is that's what I mean. That's that's kind of what this whole game is like. There's a lot of cool ideas. They don't all get up, they don't all get implemented necessarily well. Uh, right. And that that was you know. Uh, so yeah yeah the gun would do that and then you would like take control of it basically and then you'd have to do kind of a crosshair deal where you're taking out a bunch of guys and maybe some helicopters and shit and then once you killed everything it, there's a little meter on the or like kind of a compass thing on the bottom uh kind of telling you you know what's left to kill and kind of telling you where they are to some degree uh and once you killed them it would go back to you just go back to the side scrolling thing where you were just at and go hmm. move on with the level um yeah and then but there's all and there's also this weird like the bad the 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 bad guys you encounter there was no way to tell whether they were going to shoot you or, or whether they, because there were all there were a lot of things that wouldn't aggro, uh, and they looked just like the other ones <laughs> uh, that would aggro on you. So you didn't know whether something was going to shoot at you until they did, which uh, I guess is kind of how it would be as a spy. But it's really hard to play a game that way, you know. Um, yeah, and then especially with like clunky Nintendo early gaming controls, like that's sure. going to be probably I can tell right now. That sounds more frustrating than fun. Exactly, and that's. But having said that, like this game, you know, I, I was looking at the spread of it, and, um, I I was looking at this game. I was like, man, this actually seems like it could be pretty cool. Right. But I and think like, yeah. I think I fell for the, you know, the five and one printer faxer fucking. <laughs> yeah, scanner. Sounds, sounds awesome. This thing can do everything I need in my life. <laughs> and the thing is. I'm cynical enough to know better. Like, I know when I see something like this, it is jack of all trades, master of none. But still, I looked at it, I was like, this looks so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they probably sold a lot of fucking carts on, on that basis. So, you know, well, whether or not maybe they it's on my it. list. Yeah. Oh, maybe it is, Jeff. Maybe <laughs> it is. Uh, See, so you go through that first level and you go to a bunch of subway stations and you meet with, it's, it's all seductive spy women that you meet with. And the main guy has a lot yeah, of really. Definitely on my list. <laughs> yeah, the main guy has a really funny dialogue thing that he does. Like most questions that you're asked, your guy replies with uh, four dots of unresponsiveness. <laughs> uh, that's it. And like literally, dude, most, and that's not an exaggeration, most things you're asked, the guy just gives four dots of I guess so. Is he just like this stern? Yeah, exactly. Just stoic. Badass. Precisely. Yeah, I think that's what it's supposed to be conveying. Uh, and then yeah, and then when he like you know all these these things like the you're meeting these people and they're like proposing things to you, asking you to do things, and like whenever he agrees to these big spy mission propositions that the NPCs assign you, he he says I'll give it a try. Like he's agreeing to some sort of mundane chore. Like, I'll give it a try. Right. <laughs> 
yeah, fucking, you know, some crazy ass steal a fucking thing and like fly you across should assassinate the, world. the fucking <laughs> Russian prime minister. Like, right. I'll give it a try. I'll give it a try. Uh, <laughs> that's a little. His dialogue is a little fucking weird, it? but uh, I got through that and then got into the aerial. The, the second level uh, is an aerial shooting stint, and I died super quickly. And I don't know how. Like that seemed really bad to me. The aerial shooter. Um, as you might imagine, my opinion to be, uh, but it, it was especially clunky and poorly done. So I don't know. It, it might be worth playing. I, 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 I honestly, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I, I dude, I, uh, it, it's hard to. I have this thing in my personality where I like, I know better. Like, <laughs> I, I see whatever it is that's going to cause me trouble, and I know better. And but then I fucking idealize it, and I'm like, yeah, man, that's going to be the most fun ever. And then it's not fun, and it's awful, and I knew better the whole time. But here I am. And you don't even fucking play the whole thing, and I'm stuck playing some n- nightmare of a thing because I'm a completionist. Yep. <laughs> you fucking... <laughs> that is exactly right. <laughs> Not only do I cause myself suffering, but I cause others suffering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so after those six pages, uh, they give you a piece on Blaster Master. Uh, you said you briefly fucked around with this, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, recently. I don't... Yeah, it was for another issue. Okay. Yeah, I, I've tinkered, uh, but next to nothing. Um, and yeah, I think we have briefly talked about this before, so we don't need to spend a, a whole fucking year on it or anything. But I do dig the look of the vehicle power-up screen here. There's, uh, it looks like there's lots of modding to be done to it, and that excites me. Gets, gets yeah, my, I don't remember my... that aspect of the game, actually. I don't either. I used to play this game a lot. Did you play it when we were young? No, dude. I mean, like I said, it's one of those things I like literally tinkered with. Um, and it just... I had it, and I know it's a good game. Like, and I know game? it's playable. Yeah. Fuck, I didn't remember that. How the fuck? I might play this more. I might have it in the other room over there. I, when we take a break again, I'll go take a look. But I, I definitely either owned this or like got it from my uncle Tom. Like he had it and just gave it to me or something. Oh shit! That yeah. Would be- crazier how little i've played of this game then it is crazy because i i like this is not like i think i did i'm confirming 100 percent i owned this game okay well fuck um yeah so um that looks interesting and uh they show a bunch of bosses again uh much like life force and they are also and this being sunsoft no surprise much like fester's quest uh Huge sprites of various radioactive life form mutations, and they all look badass and yeah. complain to me. Um, yeah, but I can actually remember the stage two boss vividly. Stage two, it's that's, that's like the crab looking thing. Yeah, the green arm. Well, not a crab, the crab. Stage five is definitely a crab. I don't know what the fuck that's like a sea urchin or it's, uh, what are those called? Sea horseshoe crab. It looks kind of oh, like I a guess five crab. looks more crabby. Yeah, this yeah. actually looks like something else. Yeah, I don't know. Horseshoe crab is what I'm thinking, but it doesn't have a straight prong out front, so it's not a horseshoe crab. Right. Uh, yeah, but they all look fucking cool for sure. Yeah, so, stage, I remember this game. Stage three doesn't look that cool. <laughs> Just the stage three looks like pink crackers, actually. Right. Uh, oh. But this is a good game. Uh, it's it's hard, but it's it, it's a good game. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm curious. I'm certainly curious about it, and I, I and I have no doubt heard that it's a great game. Um, by all Maybe. accounts. It's on my list. Maybe it's on my list.
That was Bloody Tears from Simon's Quest uh, getting us into the next section here, which I think is a song that everyone knows. It's got to be very iconic at this point. To say the least. To say the least. Have I ever sent you that fucking... Uh, there's a guy on YouTube that does like... Um, like acapella versions of all like of a bunch of different songs but he also does bloody tears have i ever sent that to you i don't think you have said it to me we'll put it in the show notes um yeah it's fantastic the he sings like each instrument uh i've done i've definitely gotten into i've definitely gotten into kicks where i was listening nintendo covers more than once uh i don't believe i've ever heard an acapella version of that though you'll like this yeah we'll we'll put it in the show notes because i think i sent you a while back that i I think maybe we've talked about it on here but there was like a a, a, i think it was the fireman stage version of Mega Man one um like a rock version it was so Mm -hmm. fucking good some of that shit's so that's it's like the super Super mario maker shit just so smart and so good right uh people using this shit to like fuel creativity is fucking awesome i think um well, even Nobu Umatsu, the the music guy for Final Fantasy, like he is in a rock band that like covers video game songs. Like, awesome. Yeah, it's fucking great. And there's the mini bosses too, which I think people know about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is the video shorts section, um, and it's mostly previewing uh, Christmas releases. So there's not a lot in here that is actually out yet, um, but. We get Xenophobe from Sunsoft, which is a space-set action shooter with an alien design completely ripping off H.R. Geiger's, like I guess Mm -hmm. every alien game does at this time. That's not out till December. We get FCI Seacross uh, is out now, and I fucked with it. It's a really shit Tron-esque futuristic racing game that is fucking awful. Dude, Um, I'm looking at that segment on the page right now, and literally nothing about it do I understand. (laughs) <laughs> it's, like, I don't even understand the English words that are on the page. It's fucking an odd. It's not not worth uh, spending a um, synapse activity on sorting out. It is fucking just maybe not. it was on my list, Josh. Oh yeah. Well, if it is, we'll talk about it then. But if it is, I take it off. I tried. Yeah, I tried it. I'm gonna fight pretty hard to not play that one. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. It's not on my list. <laughs> Uh, we get Seika's Superman, not out till December either. Uh, more major po- meh, may, more major motion picture. Bleh, why did I write that alliteration? Uh, mm-hmm. Picture adaption bullshit with Mindscape and Tengen's Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, also December. As any in, any any like licensed property, of course they're going to save for Christmas. No surprise, right? Of course, it'll uh, be out. Don't worry. But yeah, as you mentioned in our break, we were wrong. Lee Trevino's Fighting Golf is back for its God September it. release. <laughs> This is more Lee Trevino than I ever wanted in my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we already talked about it. We don't have to talk about the game. Um, like I, said, though, I thought I, you said, didn't you say there was something the funny dumpster. about it? Well, yeah, well, I just said it was back. I thought it was funny that we were so sure that that ad that we saw in that Nintendo Fun Club news was the only time we would ever see anything about oh, this. Okay. Uh, it's just funny to me that it made it so back. So your funny it. remark is that it was there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I will maintain. It's not nearly as, it's not the dumpster fire that it's made out to be. I thought uh, you were going to be like, oh, dude, I fucking saw Lee Trevino. He was drunk at the bar, <laughs> and you'll never believe it. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good story. I don't have any Lee Trevino stories. Sadly. Sadly. Yes. Sadly. Uh, after that, we get uh, Jab, your favorite aerial shooter ever. Capcom's 1943 hits in October. Uh, I did fire it up, and I didn't recall there being a stat-building mechanic to this game. 
Did you remember 40, that? Well, I, I fired up 42 recently, and I didn't play it for too long, but I didn't notice a stat-building aspect maybe, to it. So. Maybe there wasn't for 42, but 43 did have one. And, yeah, you can power your plane up in five different categories. Oh. Uh, and that was, yeah, I mean, it was it made it considerably more interesting than it would have been otherwise, but it's still, to me, a shitty aerial shooter. Right. <laughs> Then again, if you add, like, yeah, if you add a level up to almost anything, like, I'm paying more attention than I was before. Sure. Um, any RPG element makes my ears perk up. Uh, yeah, and we get, as you mentioned, uh, a little Konami action here with Jackal, too. So now we're at, what, 21.5 pages? <laughs> uh, uh, Actually, probably 21.25. Oh, uh, that's a half. That's a whole half. This? Yeah, Jackal. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. Look at them. They got a half page for Jackal. Yeah. Must have been the same guy that did music for uh, Castlevania because all the music from Jackal sounds like reject Castlevania music. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, we've touched on it before, but it, this is a, this is a fun top-down Jeep warfare action game. Um, you had it, right? We we established that you had it. Yes, Jackal. No, I didn't. No, you had Jackal. Heavy Barrel. Heavy Barrel, I had. Yeah, that was a good game. Keep mixing. Yeah, they're both good. Uh, so yeah, this is a good couch co-op. Uh, and I fucked around with it, and I added it to my list. Actually, this game. This really. Game, this is just plain um, wow. for a few for the fuck of it for sure uh and then we get sega master system port Woo! it's crazy to me uh port of wonder boy hudson saw hudson soft's adventure island and it hits in september so uh eh, i did fuck with it it's better than the sms version um which i guess is worth something but it's still a trash game to me i'm pretty damn sure i had this game and i'm pretty damn sure i liked it a lot uh, I just it's awful dude to me. I hate it. Oh well here's the thing. This one is on my list. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about oh, yeah. it. We'll talk about it. Uh I, I, I will say I you know it's I, I it is not interesting enough for me to have really pushed hard and fuck with, and try to get into. So perhaps that is the uh you know, the reason I have the negative opinion of it I do, that I just have not given it a fair shot. So I right. will not I, I will not uh shoot it down just on principle alone. Right. Um, and then we get another FCI title called Mag Max. Uh, and this is one of those instances that I've never even heard of this. Uh, mm. <laughs> and I hope my ROM of this is fucked up because I, I did try firing it up. I hope it's fucked up. If it's not, if my ROM is not broken, oh my God, this is bad. Then we've got a serious <laughs> problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it wasn't even necessarily like it wasn't so bad that I'm like certain it's broken. Uh, so maybe it is just a bad game. Uh, but yeah, like the, I don't even know how to describe. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it, it was bad. It's not based not... on what I'm seeing here on the page. I, it feels like it's just a shitty game. <laughs> yeah, but maybe it looks like an Atari game. It really does. Like if you show yeah. me those screenshots, it would look like Atari to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. FCI. Uh... You know, maybe I'm misremembering, but I mean, they're the ones that did Seacross here too. Uh, I feel like they might just be. Uh, uh, a house that outputs a lot of bullshit. Like I think they, I'm, I'm picturing. I can picture their logo, kind of like a little ball with some fucking sh shit trail behind it or something, uh, with FCI below it, if I recall correctly. And I can picture some sort. Of, like I want to say that maybe they did highlight too. Highlight, highlight. Uh, I want to say is their title, and that is a notoriously shitty game too. And that's even like RPG. I still think it's shitty. So. Hmm. Uh, if I'm wrong in that, whatever, but we have two examples of shitty games here from them. So, so what do you want from me? Yeah, that's a pretty good foundation for my. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Uh, and they do a, a little section here, a few, like, I guess, three pages of, they call it the classics video shorts. And it's a bunch of like Donkey Kong classics, Pac-Man, like arcade ports, basically. Uh, and there's really not much to say about these. Everyone's played these games on a million different platforms. There's something uh, to say about Joust, I would say. Uh, well, sure. If you have something to say, I mean, it's, uh, in the, in the thing, in the little blurb about it, they, uh, they want you to quote, mount thy wing, thy golden winged, and I'm going to say it winged, not winged, thy golden winged blue space ostrich and soar (laughs) into battle against the hordes of brutal buzzard riders. That's what they are. That's very descriptive. A lot of adjectives in there. (laughs) Once again, man, I'm just, I'm so impressed and happy that they were just like, we're going to make a fucking jousting game. And what are we riding? Not horses. Fucking blue (laughs) space ostriches. That is so cool to me. Yeah. No, that's, it's, dude, jousting. I mean, it's a good game. I like joust. I've actually never played joust. Uh, This was one of the ones I said was, uh, I believe. Maybe it was uh, one of the skate rinks had this for sure. So either Starlight Triple T or Country Scale. One of them had. I want to say Starlight Triple T maybe. Uh, and yeah, I would play it every now and again. It's a great arcade game. And I can't think of any of that. Like I can't. I don't know if I've ever played the NES port in all honesty. But it's a super simple game. And I imagine it's pretty tough to fuck up. Uh, right. It's probably also good on the NES because there's just not a ton to it. It's a one screen deal, you know. Um, and the NES should be able to handle that no problem. All these right. games, I'm sure they all run uh, just as well, if not, um, probably not better, but just as well as the arcade versions. Right. With all these. So yeah, Donkey Kong Classics, Pac-Man, Defender 2, Millipede, Joust, Xevious, I'm assuming is this pronunciation, and Galaga, um, which are all great games, but not much you can say about them that hasn't been said um, a million times over in a million other settings. <laughs> yeah, I think they're <laughs> just filling pages at this point. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and Which we get, is why Lee Trevino's there, you know. Yeah. Got to put something there. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, we get into the Pack Watch preview section after that, so things that aren't out yet. And the first thing here, I thought this was kind of interesting and creative to some degree, uh, for what otherwise is a really shitty thing that is a reoccurring theme in this uh, with Nintendo at this time. But the first thing they have here is a letter to Zelda from Link detailing how Zelda 2 will not be happening until the new year now. Right. Not coming out at Christmas time. Um, it, has, and the, it has something to do with computer, do with computer chips, chips or something. Interesting meta thing to have and what is supposedly you know, it's like it's within the story world of Legend of Zelda. So, like referring to computer chips, it doesn't necessarily like it leaps out of that story world with even definitely step out for a second. Yeah, you know, uh, which is it's you know, I don't know, fun I guess. Uh, there's a, there's even then there's a postscript saying sorry for the bad news. Link will be available in very and that's underlined limited quantities in right. November. So like they're even oscillating within the confines of this. What is this? A fucking fifth of a page. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're even oscillating on what the deal is here. And they just cannot figure out when this game is coming out. <laughs> yeah, this 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 release of this game it has been a clusterfuck. Yeah, a complete and, dumpster fire. Uh, yeah, they, uh, fortunately, I don't think this ever. They, they must have learned their lesson, and this didn't happen again. I don't remember yeah, this. Yeah, I certainly do not recall anything ever being this bad. They they must have called the factory and they're like, how many computer chips could you feasibly make? And they're like, I don't know, like a trillion. They're like, that's how many we want. <laughs> Whip them up. I don't care. Just start making them. God damn it. 
We're not fucking doing this again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Did you ever play that? There's a Mickey Mouse thing here. Did you ever play this Mickey Mouse game? Um, I... there's a there's a few Mickey Mouse titles and like I I believe if I recall correctly for NES and I yeah I, I believe they're all kind of good uh, I definitely remember playing one that I rented from uh, uh, campus uh, and it, and it being yeah I think Funhouse I want to say like Mickey Mouse Funhouse or something yeah I think that's this one here or something or yeah they don't tell you which one it is here I don't think oh no Funhouse yeah different one well it's, it says the Funhouse Ocean Woods Pirate Ship and Castle. I think this is the one you're talking about, though, because this is the yeah. one I have experience with. And this is a good game. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I one yep. time was describing it to Andy Carlson, and I think I was like, I was probably drunk and like excited. And I was like, dude, it's like a really good game. And it's like, it's actually kind of dark. Like, it's a little morbid sometimes. And I fired it up and like, it's a little dude, weird, but Disney, dark is not the right word. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, Disney, you know, we've said before, Disney is uh, it's not... They sell the shit as kids, but there are adult shit. There is adult shit and a lot of Disney stuff. Right. Uh, so it's not at all out of uh, out of the wheelhouse to, as an adult, be able to ascertain, you know, heightened something um, like just kookiness or something. Yeah. It was like Lur- it, it lurking, was lurking in the subtext, I guess, uh, of a Disney right. title is not uncommon. I don't think. Yeah, dude. There's a lot of hot shit in this section, man. There's fucking Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> Paperboy, Skate or Die, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, this is a fucking... These, those games are all bangers, actually. Yeah, yeah. These, there's some fucking heat uh, coming down the pipe here, uh, um, highlighted in this section. There's also, and this is not heat, <laughs> uh, John Elway's quarterback in here, uh, where they call John Elway the hottest young quarterback in the NFL. Um, and it goes on to say that they hope to have more info on the release date by the time John is trying to take Denver to his third straight Super Bowl. And there was just something about that that was so, I don't know, just so contextual, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, for the NFL landscape at that time. Uh, it was really, I don't know, that I, I, I took a little moment just to relish in that, thinking about, like, yes, 88-89, like, just before, basically, the Bills Super Bowl run, Denver had, like, that, that hot little run where Elway lost a bunch of Super Bowls, too. Three out of I didn't, that didn't even occur to me that they had put that in here. Like I, I read through that, but it just it didn't occur. Like because that's something that Nintendo could get very wrong, you know. Like for sure, and even the way they word it is 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 clunky for what would basically amount to sports coverage, you know. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's all it is all factual, uh, at least even if not, you know, the most eloquently put. Right. Um. After that, we get our players' poll contest where they're giving away five of those fucking RC cars that we talked about. And as much there they are. Yeah, that's the one I saw. Okay. Yeah, and it, look, it does look fucking awesome. And they, they still have the grand prize here of giving away ten games of your choice, not just proprietary titles of any library title Jesus. in the NES library, which is yeah, just the greatest fucking thing ever. Can you imagine, like, as an eight-year-old, like, okay, Jeff, pick ten games, like, head explode. Man. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> first boner i've ever had right <laughs> you're right there yeah uh and they also are giving away 50 of the jerseys that howie's dork ass is rocking uh stock catalog photography style here on the right hand side on this two-page spread uh i like the choice of wording of the banner uh over 65 big winners and it's 
66 prizes. That they're giving away. Like, it's not, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> However many prizes we got, just add one, just take one away and say it's over that. <laughs> yeah. That's the, it's over yeah. 11 prizes. How many do you have? 12. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just like 80s child marketing. Uh, not 101, because that, that sounds like it's like really great, you know, just like uh, foundational marketing philosophy. It's just like, I don't know. But there it, are it, numbers that jump out at you. Like if you have a hundred prizes, like that just jumps out. If you have fifty prizes, that jumps out. I would say sixty-five does not jump out. No, it does not. It does not. Right. Especially with the weird wording. Uh yeah, which is why I even mention it. Just say lots of shit you can win or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like we have tons of prizes. Right. Yeah. Uh and after that we get the NES journal, which is kind of just a like smattering of weird shit. Uh news and 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 shit coming out anything about anything nintendo related in in the fucking zeitgeist basically um, the junk drawer of uh, nintendo yeah, power that's a great analogy sure and it starts with the announcement of the power set which is what you had jab uh basically an nes system bundle with the light zapper and power pad and then the mm-hmm. three uh title cart with world world-class track meet duck hunt and super mario brothers um, which is fucking Man. great. We've talked power pads. It's fucking great. <laughs> world, so world, that fucking track game and that power pad, like that. Mike must have seen this as like it's the worst a the torture worst. device designed in hell specifically for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't get any worse than that for him. <laughs> yeah, that little ragtag ass fucking ranch style house too, just not built for. Absolutely no privacy. Yeah. <laughs> when I was buying a house, dude, like my realtor would call me and be like, "Oh, have you seen this place on blah blah blah?" And I would like pull it up on my phone. I was like, "Ranch, no, <laughs> like, no, fuck, you're never more than eight feet away from someone, no." Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Surely fucking hated it, but it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Right. Not my problem. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, and then we get a profile piece on the founders of Rare, brothers Chris and Tim Stamper of Leicestershire, England. Oh, yeah, good luck on that. It's like Leicestershire or something. It's funny, I speak the language. I don't no fucking clue how to speak it. Uh, Everything in this piece suggests these two guys were and possibly still are huge cunts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chris says about his Lamborghini... And I quote, it See, doesn't I have, said. yeah, it doesn't have wings smiling, but that doesn't mean it can't fly. <laughs> like you fucking twat. Oh, uh, they enjoy breeding Shire horses in their spare time, which probably qualifies as a cunty hobby in of itself. Uh, but when asked what success means to him, Tim replied, it means someone else can clean out the stalls. <laughs> right. <laughs> you fucking bastard. How the fuck are you saying this in an interview, you miserable bastard? <laughs> oh, my God. These guys, they are. They're awful. As soon as I saw Chris's little picture here, I was like, there's no fucking way I like this guy. Uh, yeah. Me and Chris will never get along. No, no, no. Yeah. Not my kind of cats for sure. But all that said, they were balling and making great games. Uh, Wizards and Warriors, RC Pro-Am. They did make Slalom too, though, uh, so they weren't all hits. But uh, they, 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 they are making good games. And as a little, you know, small shop put outputting great NES games, they probably it probably was a, a good lucrative business because there just there right. was not a million third parties yet. Um, and they were actually making mostly good stuff. So yeah, exactly, yeah. So you know, and that way company, to go, but at the same time. Right, yeah, and that company would go on to, you know, be huge. I mean, even to be rare. Yeah, sixty. I mean, sixty-four 
the, the, six, the when the 64 came around, they were handed a ton of responsibility and they handled all those fucking, you know, Diddy Kong games and uh, Banjo Kazooie and all that shit was rare. Uh, those are, those right. games are fucking great. So, yeah. And these fucking people love them. So, right. I mean, these guys were probably phased out as far as actual operations participation by then, thankfully. <laughs> they were probably still getting checks, but they, they, they weren't materially participating, I, I doubt. I cannot imagine, right? All right. Um, after that, we get a fall television preview that's like, you know, teen-minded fall television preview is probably a better way to put it, uh, being for this magazine. And it's all shows I've never, I've, I've never heard once of in my life, so I'm guessing they didn't go far. It's TV 101, Night Watch, and Dirty Dancing. I've heard of the movie Dirty Dancing, and I was not aware there was a fucking TV show. I had no uh, idea, actually. Yeah. These are, yeah, like that. They this is a trip that this is here. Like, I, I, I was shocked to see television shit in... Yeah. Well, we talked about this for the the movie preview, and and the first issue was weird, you know. Right. Um, so, I mean, you know, they, like I said, this is they're trying to Nintendo and the Zeitgeist. They're trying to make themselves part of it, right? Yeah, part of the mass media machine, I guess. Right. Um, like you watch movies, you watch TV, you hear some sports stars, and also, like everyone does, Nintendo. Right. Exactly. Right. Uh, and. So yeah, there's like you said, these shows I'd never watched or anything. I didn't didn't know much about them. But the cast photo of TV 101 on the left there caught my eye. Uh, fuck the show Friends. I've never enjoyed a moment of it, but I immediately recognized Matt LeBlanc's ass uh, yeah. at the top left of the photo, and I double checked it on IMDb. Confirmed that is Matt LeBlanc. Okay. Uh, this is basically his first professional credit, uh, other than some direct oh. video movie called Doll Day Afternoon. That's synopsized as a day in the life of two Barbie dolls, a Ken doll, and a G.I. Joe doll. And he, in this movie that preceded this this first credit, uh, first major credit rather, is he's credited as the G.I. Joe doll. Um, and I bet it's fucking really great. I couldn't find any video, unfortunately, but I bet it's really entertaining. <laughs> it sounds lucrative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did find, and Googling around for that, though, I found an amazing 10-second CBS promo for this show, TV 101, on the two. Okay. Uh, and I'll, of course, drop this in the show notes. But uh, a show that ever this is what the, the you know, the it's like this ultra-dramatic situations that they're d- depicting. And they have kind of like the the stock dramatic announcer explaining why you need to watch the show. Like I said, it's a 10-second promo to watch the show. And it's the, the dialogue is a show that every family must see. An issue that every family must talk about. With And this it's showing LeBlanc making out with some girl. Uh, and then, and then uh, the girl speaks and she says, Chuck, I'm pregnant. And then, the, and then the the announcer comes back in with children bearing children. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Holy shit! Man. Yeah, it's just really heavy for a CBS uh, team targeted fucking promo. That uh, is a trip, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I'll send you the children YouTube. It's only, only ten seconds of your life. It's definitely worth watching. I'll send it to you. Yeah, uh, we'll put it in the show notes. I'll check it out. Yeah, or send it to me. Whatever. Right. Uh, here's another U2 fucking this is why he's in there oh my god it didn't even occur to me it's gotta be right U2 uh, is mentioned in the dirty dancing thing here I didn't even read that yeah I bet you fucking Bono was like if we're gonna do this you have to put my birthday on the calendar (laughs) cause he's that he's actually a dick like that like he really is he's very self indulgent oh my god it all makes sense now yeah 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 uh, so the celebrity profile uh, is on three NFL players talking Tendo, which is fun. 
uh, and this I, I, I imagine you got pretty serious wood here. This is Eric Dickerson of the Colts at the time. He moved around a little bit. Bears wide receiver Ron Morris, who I I knew from Nintendo games because he's in Tech Mobile, but other than that, like I didn't I don't think of him as someone worth talking to. And then Oilers defensive end Sean Jones. Yes. <laughs> yes, the man, the myth. First off, real quick, I don't think if you offered me and you said you can't say Brandon Marshall, if you offered me $500 to name any Bears wide receiver throughout history, I don't think I could. Uh, There's that white dude. I think his name's Tom Waddle. That's who I think of. (laughs) I couldn't (laughs) have done it. Also for Tech Mobile. Could not have done that. Uh, Yeah. No, yeah, there's definitely not a lot of them, man. Uh, What was that? There was one. There was one in the early 90s and our, like, heavy uh, – what the fuck was his name? Well, there's – now Willie Galt was the Raiders. Um, he might have been the Bears, too. But anyway, the fact that we're debating this is a testament to your – It's time. crazy, right? <laughs> but Sean Jones I'm, I'm familiar with, and he was a big motherfucker. I, I just recently, before I even saw this, actually, I looked up Sean Jones because he came up in my life somehow – and he was like fucking six seven, like two eighty five. He was a monster, dude. Like I don't know how he was not better than he was. I mean, he wasn't bad, but he was not like the best, which he should have been according to his size. Stop playing baseball for fucking NES, apparently. <laughs> right? Yeah, too much time taking his fucking uh, Nintendo to training camp. <laughs> dude, should have studied the playbook a little more, bro. That's why you're not Reggie White, <laughs> the fucker. Uh, yeah, so the, the most interesting thing in this uh, piece to me was uh, this says Morris challenges X bear Walter Payton to Nintendo, which means Payton is indeed done at the time. And that football title Sega has with him that was in the last issue of Sega yeah. newsletter that we uh, is awful planning, just like we were pretty sure of when we read it in the magazine. Uh, yeah. He is not. Retired, so they're planning on releasing a game over a fucking retired guy. Uh, Somebody which... at Sega probably got this fucking Nintendo power in their hand, read this section, and threw it across the room. Fuck! <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> retired? The game's not even fucking out yet. Yeah. Uh, so that was funny. Uh, Mailbox is next, and we do got an, an Ohio letter in here, Jab. Uh, Jim trust me, I and, saw it and read yeah, it. Yeah, Jim and Dot McGurr of Brexville, Ohio, which I think mm. they're Brexville misspelled. Doesn't, isn't there an E at the end of Brexville? There should be an E at the end yeah. of that, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, but it's a senior couple that tendos together. It's fucking awesome. It's adorable. It's adorable. It's it's re- it's well written. They they like stylistically wrote the letter. Uh, and yeah, it is the cute thought. Obviously. Yeah, I, the the Amen. the idea of these like this middle aged or like you know late middle aged couple playing video games together and having fun is fucking. Do they refer yeah. to themselves as grandparent age? So probably even older. Do they really? Holy yeah. shit! Oh, a must for grandparents. Yeah, I guess they did. Either way, yeah, this is a really adorable letter. Go Ohio. Ohio's the best. <laughs> and the worst, actually. This place is terrible. Don't come here. Michael Barrow, which is uh, just occurring to me an Oilers name, yeah. uh, of Indianapolis clowns on Howie in his letter here asking if Punch-Out's Little Mac was modeled after him. It's dynamite, if you read that one or not. I don't know. Oh, no. I actually glossed over that one. He's basically just saying that Howie looks like a dildo. <laughs> Hey, Howie, you look like a bitch. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's such a great, it's, it's a great letter section this month. So there's a ton of shit going on here. Uh, George War, Judge War, yeah, George, George Ward of Austin, Texas, sent in a school newspaper piece he did where he polled kids about what they do their gaming on, and the findings show just how bad Nintendo is ramrodding Sega <laughs> in the console wars at this time. Yeah. Look at the infographic. 
If you yeah. added if you added Sega to any of the other options in the survey, various computers, Atari, or none, it still wouldn't surpass Nintendo. Bad. It doesn't look good for Sega. Yeah, it does not look good. So now I'm not a data guy, but I would say that the the poll was very uh, very narrow. There was only 48 students. Um, sure, not a huge sample size, but yeah, uh, it's also. I mean, that's four. It's not like it's seven. Yeah, but the thing is, nobody. I don't care how big your sample size is. No one wants to be where Sega is in this poll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sure. doesn't look good. Yeah. Does not look good. So, yeah, a ton of going on in the letter section uh, there this month, which is fun. Not always a interesting section here. So you get some bullet NES achievers, the scores, fucking nothing there. Uh, video spotlight. Um, yeah, you know, just those kids fucking pompously talking about their shit. Uh, top 30 uh, this month is pretty in line with last month. Uh, you get the top five round out as Legend of Zelda, Punch-Out, Metroid, Super Mario Brothers, and Kid Icarus. Um, Legend of Zelda is number 17. What the fuck? <laughs> right, yeah, that's <laughs> okay, kind of trippy. Not even out, you motherfuckers can't even tell me when it's coming out. Why is it in your top 30? Right. Uh, that, well, it's their it's magazine. Like, I guess they can do whatever they want. They can do whatever they want, but like, yeah, shouldn't it doesn't, yeah, how, you know, isn't it's not supposed to be. It says, where does your favorite game rank? Like, how can it be someone's favorite game if it yeah, has so who the fuck is voting game? for this? Right. Well, right. kids are voting for it, and they talk about it enough where I can see why kids would have it in their mind to vote for, but isn't it shouldn't count? I don't. I mean, actually, you know. yeah. Did did I just fucking? Did I really just do what I think I just did? Did I really <laughs> like look at voting and go, how could people fuck that up? <laughs> yeah, and right. Donald Trump's president, like, yeah. yeah, I can understand how a game that's not released got votes from kids. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. No doubt. Uh, and Metal Gear is completely off all three lists. Uh, even the we have the three on the back. Or the like players, pros, and dealers. Uh, Metal Gear is nowhere to be found in there uh, unless I missed it. And that is fucking bullshit. Um, I think that's truly what you're upset about. That It probably is, yeah. I think it's just a crock of shit that that game doesn't get uh, <laughs> is more revered. I mean, yeah, uh, here on the next page, the players form the top 30 fucking Legend of Zelda. The Zelda 2, The Adventure of Leak is fucking... 13, right? 13, 11. Oh, 11 on pros and. Unlisted. Unlisted in the dealers because they're not See? selling any of it yet. Because yeah. they haven't dealt any of it yet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, that's funny. That's a funny, uh, I don't know, unpacking of that. Uh, the last thing we get in this issue is a sob story letter from Howie to close things out, telling us how hard it is to make Nintendo power. How much work he had to do this past month to learn how to do a magazine. All the flying around he had to do to get interviews and cover things and blah, 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 blah. It looks so, like they had a Pacific Northwest salmon barbecue at some point. Man, that must have been rough. <laughs> yeah, fucking must have been tough. Howie. Jesus, God. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, it's funny. He talks about how hard it is, and then I, if, if I, and then I see the word Lamborghini, and I'm already mad at him. <laughs> right. like, you like, cannot we, use the word. Like, this was hard. There were Lamborghinis involved. Fuck you. Just like we were for the fucking rare piece. Right. So, that is fucking Nintendo Power issue, too.
That is the Adventure Island boss battle theme as our last little music segue here before we get into our uh, big, huge debate over what game we are going to play next. And uh, I guess the first thing I would want to say is I'm glad it's not there's there's no RPG options because <laughs> because I can't yeah. I all week long. I would do what reading this issue all week long. I was just generally happier and just like I had an airier feel to me. Uh, maybe dealing with life in general, but in particular dealing with the preparation for this podcast, uh, not having that Im- like impending feeling of an insurmountable amount of work <laughs> with the RPG for the last episode. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad that's not an option here because I don't think I could emotionally handle that this time around. Yeah, I've I've seen some. Well, I'm not going to get into that, but uh, yeah, it, it, RPG was not what I wanted to at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think like I mean I'm not saying I won't play anymore for this podcast, but um, we got to come up with a different system for sure. Not only a different system, but like at this point, I'm just like I- I'll get into RPGs as I like at, at my own time, you know. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, yeah, I think we could address them, but in a different way as some sort of like I, I've suggested maybe before bonus content or just like a side thing that when we decide we are at a mutual talking point in a game that we're playing sort of in the background or something, uh, we do an episode on just that specifically, you know, that's not so much in some of this time two week constraint <laughs> that we have half-assedly set for ourselves. Uh, what do you know? What are your nominations this week? All right, let me get the, <clears throat> the paperwork out here. Okay. Um, this actually paperwork wrestling in the background. That's high production design. <laughs> Um, let's see, I've got, and now that I, now that we like talked, it's funny when I was reading the, reading it on my own, they didn't seem like such bad ideas and now they don't seem as good. Um, I got Golgo 13. I have a hard time saying that because I'm used to the band Go Gold Bordello, which is pronounced differently. Good band, by the way. Um, Golgo 13. Uh, Hudson's Adventure Island, which I always thought when I owned that game, I always thought that that meant the main character's name was Hudson, which is stupid. Yeah, I mean that I can see where you're at there. As a kid, <laughs> I was a child, as a kid, I don't believe I don't <laughs> and... think you had that game, dude. You have to show, you have to send me a picture of the car. I don't think you had that fucking game, dude. I, mean, I think I you're may confused. not have it. Still. I think you're confusing it with Dino Ricky, dude. Which is not the it doesn't exactly the same thing, but it's close enough that I think that's what you're that's what you're. But man, are there eggs in Dino Ricky? Because eggs sound fucking familiar, like throwing Uh, eggs. I don't. I can't remember all the weapons. Dino Ricky did have a cool weapon hierarchy. Uh, Right. Hammer. And you got like swole as fuck sometimes. Uh, I think you did. I think you could grow up. Yeah, I think you did. There was a power up where you got like big. Uh, that was a good game, Dad. Dino Ricky's much better. Actually, yeah. <laughs> regardless, uh, unfortunately, I've, I've, it's on my list already, so it's staying. Uh, Adventure Island and Bionic Commando. Okay. Okay. Uh, I have. And probably... I also had Last Master in there, but uh, I'm whatever on it. Okay. Uh, yeah, my list is is uh, like I feel like it's the it's the most obvious list one could possibly create from this uh, issue. Really, I guess is maybe which was one. what I was trying to avoid. I think. Right, and and I get that, uh, but I feel like the ones I chose, they're just so... Blaster Master's been lurking in the background, like so we already talked about, and I think it was already on my list as nomination once, uh, so I, I clearly have a, a hankering to give this fucker a try, considering I haven't. Uh, I also have Bionic Commando, 
um, for, I think, reasons that we have already discussed when we went through the piece in the magazine. Uh, I think there's a lot going on there, and I don't have enough, uh, really, any experience with it, so I think it would be an experience. And then I also have Simon's Quest, because it's because it's fucking great you know in my opinion it's the best one honestly and i don't think i ever beat that either i would i also despite like so many of these like metal gears i kind of had the same spiel like i was like fascinated with it and i thought it was incredible as a child but i also could not beat it for the same reasons everyone bitches about it (laughs) right uh but i'm an adult now and i'm thinking i can get past that (laughs) my thing is i so like i was even younger than you and i was like i was getting exposure to these games basically kind of through you in a way it would happen and uh, there's no like now that we've been doing this podcast and reading these magazines like i'm looking back on it there's no way that six and seven year old me was going to be able to manage right beating Uh, some of these games i I mean that that some of these kids in the fucking uh you know what do they call it the pros corner or whatever like where they send in their scores like that's fun they're prodigies i guess but like they're lying simon's quest already established that they're all lying Probably. They're all fucking but lies. Simon's Quest for me at fucking eight years old, there's just no way, dude. Like, yeah. it's not gonna happen. Did they but have, now it could. I, I can't remember. Did they have uh, like age prescri- prescribed ages, recommended no. ages on Nintendo games? We weren't such pussies then. Nah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. That's probably six and seven is probably pre their expectation for for an RPG element game. Being able to manage it, right? For sure. Um. So our only overlap there is buying a commando if we want to go with a really easy what's there to debate, and I honestly don't have any qualms with that. Um, yeah, I don't have any any qualms with that at all if you want to pull the trigger on it. Uh, Blaster Master is also lurking in there as a overlap. Um, Simon's Quest, honestly, as I started to say this and thinking about the spiel we had or the, the fucking exchange we had right before it, uh, Simon's Quest is pretty rpg <laughs> uh, yeah, not, actually, funny. not as bad as Fantasy Fantasy Star, but it is uh, a pretty involved game. Although I'm mean, honestly, they all these have some level of longevity to them. Blaster Master yeah. is also probably a beast, um, time commitment wise. Uh, I don't know enough about Bionic Commando to to really know with that. Right. Yeah, Simon. I think the thing about Simon's Quest is. I guess we don't know how to beat any of these games, but like <laughs> where the RPG element's going to come in is like, that's why I brought it up is because we know, like we talked about, I know how to beat Final Fantasy and Dragon Warrior and Final Fantasy 7 and blah, blah, blah. But if you don't know how to beat Simon's Quest, guess what you're doing? You're yeah. going around town and you're talking to people. Right. And you're also, Simon's Quest has a grind component to it as well. Uh, yeah, because you got to buy things, right? Yeah, you definitely got to grind. No question. <sighs> I don't believe. I know Bionic. Well, I shouldn't say I know. I'm pretty sure Bionic Commando does not have that, and I don't see how Blaster Master would either. There's no incremental anything with that. I don't think. I think you're just getting upgrades that you find specific ones for your little tank, you know. Well, um, so let's say no Simon's Quest then. Okay, I'm okay with that. Not to mention, there's probably eight million reviews, podcast, video. Simon, I don't know. That's the one that everyone fucking hates. Hates. The out of the out of yeah, like the people who are like uh, Castlevania aficionados. Oh, that's okay. like the redheaded stepchild of the, of the, really? of the, of the series. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just without a doubt, the one that gets you know the least love. I always um, liked it. Yeah, me too. We've discussed that. 
Well, it won't uh, go away. I'm sure because of its difficulty, there will be numerous appearances and classified information in Counselor's Corner for sure. Uh, right. So we will have other opportunities to revisit it uh, if we want to. Uh, you want to just hit Bionic Commando? Say fuck it. Do Bionic Commando? Sure. All right. Bionic Commando? Yeah, let's... let's... Oh, I wanted to make you play Adventure Islands so bad. You're you're lucky that you reminded me of Dino Ricky. <laughs> uh, probably honestly, once you get the hang of it, it's probably uh, fun in the sense that there's not a ton of challenge to it. It's probably pretty straightforward. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you just get the mechanics down, it's kind of like Mario, you know, um, right? Relatively mindless. So it probably wouldn't be that bad to be stuck playing as long as it's not a total shit show. Right. Uh, but I'd rather play Bionic Commando, no question. <laughs> yeah, that one seemed pretty good. That yeah. like I, I was yeah reading the reading the thing on it, and I like I said I had no exposure to it at all. Like, right. for one reason or another, it's just a game that never came into our sphere. Yep, yep. Eluded me, as I said. Yeah, yes. yeah, for sure. Uh, cool, man. All right, so fucking Bionic Commando for the next episode. And after that, we are uh, going to be sticking in the Tendo timeline because Sega is still in quarterly mode in late 88. So um, going back to Sega won't happen for a little bit longer. And that'll be Nintendo Power issue three, of course, uh, after the game episode. And you can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Android, TuneIn, Podbean. Uh, Please rate and review on whichever platform you do listen to it on, as always. And follow the pod on Facebook. Facebook. You can email us at isohpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, there's my gameplay videos on YouTube. Uh, link in the show notes. Uh, I started that subreddit on Reddit. That link will also be in the show notes. Jab, your socials? I don't and will never have any. My Twitter is at Josh Follin. My Instagram is at my shift key is broke. And thank you. Okay, bye. See you later. later.